welcome to Flowing Through Film Podcast, episode 77. This is your host, Blake, and this week we will be continuing our Simon Leong series with What Time Is It There and Goodbye Dragon. But before we get to that, let me introduce my co-hosts, Danny. Hello. And Luke. Hi. Okay, so we'll go ahead and get get right on into it with What Time Is It There. Um, this was released, I think, in 2001. And up to this point, it honestly might be Sai's most personal movie. Like, these two these two movies right here are probably the two most personal that Sai's done up to this honestly, point, especially. Yeah. Um, this one specifically, we'll get into it as, as we go through, but I'll, just, but I'll also get into it now. It's, um, Sai's dad died in 1992 before Rebels came out, so his dad never got to see any of his movies. Lee Kong Shing's died, dad died. He actually committed suicide as the whole was filming, like basically as it was coming to a close. And so the reason that Sai kind of wanted to do this movie was because whenever they were on a flight to a film festival for the whole, Kong was like, he fell asleep on the plane and Sai noticed how like his face was like, how sorrowful it looked. And it kind of just made him like kind of want to do a movie for their fathers, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's why at the very end there is a that's the, that, that's what the movie ends on. It's just a note saying, uh, this is for our fathers, basically. Okay, and yes. this whole movie really is kind of about the absence of a father. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but before we yeah. actually get completely into it, let me ask you guys your overall opinions on this, because, Dan, I know this is your first time seeing it. And... Um, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love clocks in movie theaters. Yes. Uh, yes. I love clocks, so... Like this has some of the great clock shots, some great and clock hilarious shots, too. Some hilarious ones. Cause like the especially with the cut, just like always like when it just cuts oh, to like yeah. a certain we'll, clock. Yeah, we'll, have, yeah, to we'll, fu- we'll have to talk about our funny, the funniest ones. Cause yeah. uh, Blake mentioned to me before, he asked me what I thought his favorite shot of the movie was, and it involves a clock. Do you remember? Do you, think, oh. do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, your favorite shot, or or just one of the best clock shots in the movie? The the big clock on the yes. side of the sky. Yeah, yeah, that's the funniest one. That's what I thought. He's so good. But we'll get into them. Uh, but just overall, in the movie—it's funny. Uh, you said it's a movie about fathers. So obviously, I think he dedicates it to both. Yes, the fathers he does. Yeah. I'm honestly starting to like that. He he dedicates like all his movies to someone, like very obviously. Yeah. Um, but I mean, this one's also obviously also probably de- definitely dedicated to like Truffaut and Leon. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Because uh, I read this paper honestly before I even watched the movie. It was called uh, "Past Masters, New Waves." Simon Leong, Francis Truffaut, and uh, Francis Truffaut by uh, Corrado. Uh, the guy's name is Corrado Neri. But anyway, I read it because the title looked good. Yeah. And uh, it was mainly about what time is it there. And the paper was about how uh, basically there's two like the fathers are both literally their fathers, like you said. Yeah. But also the spiritual uh, okay. fathers or the cinema fathers of them, um, which are the French New Wave. Yeah. Um, yeah the paper yeah, kind of talks about how. It makes it makes the broader point about how the fathers of the Taiwanese new wave is the French new wave, literally. Yeah. Um, and it kind of uses this movie as a jumping off point for that. Okay. But uh, I was like, that's that kind of interesting. That's obviously kind of interesting just from like our podcast too, because we did the French new wave first, you know. Yeah. Um, and we'll probably do the Taiwan. We'll probably do all those filmmakers at some point. Yeah, we Taiwanese probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because you it, actually the movie is about both those things. Too. Yeah, I was gonna say is, you, you know, put in that effect, it makes a lot more sense. Like especially, I was gonna say like the scenes where he's like watching uh, yes. them. It's like 
Yeah. It's kind of meta in a way because it's like oh, it's yeah, very like, it's very meta, but it's also like very open. Like you can have yeah. your very interpretation. You can have because like because like I think of it as like he's like okay, there's like him. It's like you know you could look at it as just like the literal way is like Li Kangsheng watching four hundred blows, but there's also like. If you're thinking Li Kang Sheng's a stand-in for Sai, it's like Sai studying Truffaut yes. in that scene. Yes. But then if you think about like, uh, yeah. you could think of it as like Li Kang Sheng studying Jean Pierre Lot because yes. like, yeah. I mean, Sai has said like he's very he was influenced by Four Hundred Blows a lot because of like the sadness around the character. Yeah, yeah. and that definitely rubs off onto what Li Kang Sheng is in his film. So I feel like that's wait. So that's, so he said because of the sadness of the character. Some the sadness like around the character. Mm-hmm. Like that's interesting. Because um, um, uh, the yeah. way, I, uh, another way you can actually view it is, um, and he makes this point in the article. Like one of the reasons why the Thai new, a Thai, Taiwanese new wave looked at looked up to the French new wave, and also why a lot of people do, yeah. is mainly just because they were an alternative to just American cinema. Yeah, yeah. and Sai has actually talked about that too. Just like, he, I mean, he's like us. He doesn't like the Hollywood traditional kind of style of cinema that's taking over a lot of other countries too like even Taiwan and that's why there has to be a Taiwanese new wave in the first place yeah, you know because yeah. a lot of it is like like a lot of the they have they have like every other studio uh, in every other country has the, there's uh, those type of problems you know yeah, trying to be yeah. like Hollywood basically but that's what that's what comes to my mind like after I read like Asai is very interesting because he's very oh, like yeah. emotional yes director like very you could say like in a way, like, you know, like, because we're going to do Rasad next, so, and, um, I'm already thinking about, like, how they're the same and different, too. Yeah. because uh, when you mention how he likes, like, uh, sad characters, that makes a lot of sense why he likes Mouchette, too, because like, it's yeah. probably, like, Rasad's saddest character in a lot of ways. Okay. Um, okay. and he, he, uh, he mentioned, actually, it was an interview you did for Good- Goodbye Dragon Inn, but he mentioned how, like, one of the reasons he watches, the one of the ways he watches movies is, uh, he doesn't really remember storylines in movies or narratives. He remembers just moments. Yeah. And he remembers a certain moment in Michelle where, like, she has, like, this bottle of milk. And uh, she, like, can't find a way to warm it, so she, like, puts in her jacket to warm it and yeah. to feed a baby. And he's like, that moment always sticks in my head. And it's funny because the moment he shows the foreign yeah. blows is the John Pierre Laud moment where he puts uh, milk in yeah. his uh, jacket, too. And, I, and I, I remember that, like, when I was, when I read that, I was like, fuck, like, it's, like, you can tell he put the, he put very specific moments yeah, of yeah, those movies. Very, that, they're like, are very, yeah, they're not random for sure. Um, but yeah, that's like the warm watching size. Like he he definitely is on my wife. Like in terms of how he approaches movies, oh, yeah, it's yeah, like it's yeah. not about narrative literally at all. Like he's literally he's honestly trying to give you certain moments for your to be in your head. You know, yeah. so that you can remember. Yes, that's honestly you know? a really good way. To like, say, yeah, and that's why they're very rewatchable too. Because like you'll always get something. He's new out trying of to make you experience the movie. Yeah, for sure. Yes, exactly. That's like that's exactly. his. That's what that's his entire end goal. Yes, or feel the movie. Yeah, and that's what Rupasan's whole thing yeah. dude, was. It's like, and that's, that's it. Come that the feeling in the movie comes even more apparent when we talk about Goodbye Dragon Man. Like, yeah, I mean it's been apparent. It's already been apparent throughout his yeah. entire filmography, though. That's like that's kind of that's just what he's trying to do. Yeah, for sure. But I think you can see that grad that shift oh, from yes. Goodbye Dragon Man no, yeah. that is like way more at least straightforward kind of narrative I mean even then though it's, it's not no really Goodbye has no narrative <laughs> no not Goodbye oh uh, fuck I meant his first movie oh Rebels yeah, Rebels yeah, the yeah, young yeah. god no fuck. Rebels yeah. is definitely it's more the narrative based yeah. Yeah. yeah or it has it has a linear narrative at yeah. least yeah, yeah I mean, most a lot of his movies uh, don't so to decide it's linear Yes, but even then, it really doesn't. It's like yeah, even though it's you still can tell it's still movies of the nineties. It's, it's by the, like it's yeah. gone to the point where it's been like 
there's been enough uh, experimentation and stuff where it still doesn't have that much narrative, yeah. you know. Yeah, Luke, what about you? We haven't even uh, heard well, your yeah, yeah. yeah, as I said like before, like that, I love that part about it. Was like what I said before, but yeah, I love this movie. Of course, uh, I especially love the fact that he goes to France and particularly yes. Paris because I love movies set in Paris and. I mean, side. Yeah. is like, it's a cheat code for me, personally. Yes. Um, yeah, and also what struck me is, like, I, l- I love how much, like, I guess you said, like, it's dedicated as follows. Like, just how much it's about is about grief is, like, really moving to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It's I mean, definitely kind of a movie about the stages of grief, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. It's, or about how different people deal with grief in different ways, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. And what else? So. Uh, there's a couple things before maybe we get to the movie. Like, what do you think this kind of side story has like what do you think she means with John Pierre Lon like her whole storyline in France uh okay well I when I've thought about because we've talked about how Eric Romer yes does vacation yes like you know like basically people go on vacation to escape their life but they realize they're just as lonely as they were before yes, yes, yes. like that maybe what he's trying to say with her character like it's very apt that you brought that up because on the director's notes, I have the DVD for this movie, and Sai actually has director's notes on there, uh, where he just talks like, about. He basically uh, just talks about each actor, uh, and um, for Chi, um, he actually said that her character is rigid and suppressed, but ultra sensitive. She is a city woman who is afraid of loneliness, yet she is content with being alone. And then he, he went on to say that her real-life experiences and her sensitivity nourishes her performances. And whenever he said that, it made me go. It made me think of our Green Ray review, where we said basically the exact same <laughs> thing about yeah. Romer. It's a very Romer-esque quote, and also a very Brisson-like thing. Not, another French New Wave director, like, uh, should we mention? So, yeah, no, it's just, it's definitely, I like, it's, it's definitely just, I there is meaning behind it, for sure, because that's eventually where... Um, the father ends up here we are again talking about the end of the very beginning but uh because the last shot is the father ending up in Paris yes. which you can read that a lot of different ways like you can read it as Sai saying he's done with Taiwanese cinema or Taiwanese like the Taiwanese movie industry and now he's in Paris yeah. based. like he's going to Paris because most of his movies after this are funded by Paris so or like they're funded from in. France uh, Goodbye Dragon is still funded in, uh, it's still uh, it's still a Taiwanese that one might have been funded by by, by a French uh, distributor though too was We Were Cloud uh, yeah French that one was French I'm pretty wow, sure I didn't know that um, yeah, that's no yeah he has he has a lot of like French distributors giving him money after this point shout out to the French um, <laughs> and one of the reasons I don't know if I'd mentioned this on the podcast or off air but um, one of the reasons was because either after this movie or after I can't remember which one it was either after this one or after Goodbye Dragon Inn that got pulled after one week for Spider-Man. Okay, yeah. You, you for, said either, for either Spider-Man, Spider-Man yeah. or Spider-Man 2, one of those two movies. And Sai got like a huge fight with the theater owner, that with like the, the, the owner of all these theaters that, yeah. that decided to do that, saying like, basically what you were saying before, how American cinema is kind of invading, and like you aren't giving like actual Taiwanese directors like Genius. time to shine, or even like time at all, basically. Like one week is nothing. Exactly. So it was just like, that you could see that being what the goodbye, what what the end of what time is it there is about, kind of like, because okay, well, yeah, we're just getting into it now because yeah. like the, the laugh, that's one of my favorite shots in the movie is like whenever you see the the wheel reflect in the water as a suitcase is like floating there, basically initiating the the arrival of the dad into Paris, like 
that's what know. you could you could say it's like Sai saying like I'm done with basically the Taiwanese movie industry. I'm moving yeah, on. Yeah. Like because after th this is the point in his career where he's turning more into into the museum art house director, basically, mm, yeah. which we'll definitely get to next week also. With and, yeah, he kind of he, he expands on that so that sort of thing. Well, yeah. I'll talk, and Dragon, but yeah, yeah, yeah. no, and I mean we'll, we're going to go through the movie beat by beat yeah. too. But that's like that's definitely yeah. a way that you can. Read and also, it. okay, Danny Brisson has a very similar shot too in Pickpocket. Of this, but the well. It's a carnival ride reflection oh, and yeah. pickpocket. I don't. They're probably not. It's like, a reflection of the on a window, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't Maybe know. That's a. It's a similar yeah. shot, though. I don't know. If there's pro there's probably there's probably not much like. I can't. I don't know what this. Uh, it's aesthetically, like it's. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it because I, I, I think I know I what it's supposed to mean for okay. sure. Like, just I mean, this. We'll just get into it. Kind of, not oh, like not that. But we'll is, get into it now. Like, but like the star of this movie is, like he starts it with oh, Miao Ten, yes, the father, so, oh my God. and to me, he's his father. It, he ends it like, with well, the father. It's one of those things where like. Because he's using the same actor. Oh no, he's just the fault. No, I'm just using the actor's name. No, yeah, I know you're using the actor's name, but I'm like, just like, I'm thinking like how his actors like Ozu actress to me at a certain point. Yeah, you know? like, I can't like I know the different roles in different movies, but at the same like, this one is the same. It's the same as the it same was in the River like and Rebels, yeah. though. Like these yes. are the it's the okay, same. It's the same character. Unit. Yeah, it's the same, same family. But he does play a different character in something doesn't he the whole he was in as someone else i'm pretty or like as just a, another person basically yeah. like he's one of the few people we see in that movie okay, okay. oh yeah okay yeah but like, mainly so when he does show up as a father he's always this father of yeah 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 okay, okay, okay. at least i'm at least i'm like 99 sure yeah the river was the one that was confusing me but no yeah, that one that one i feel like he's doing that on purpose yeah, for sure yeah, yeah. Okay. or like size doing that on purpose like we talked about last week no, but yeah, he's just the father in my head. Yes, like, and that's what he, that's what he is, and that's actually like their relationship, like Sai and his relationship, is really sweet because like Sai said, the reason he actually wanted to work with him from the beginning, basically, is he was the same age as his dad, who he lost kind of, who he lost like around like before Rebels started, or before Rebels got got finished. Um, his his wife is the same age as his mom, and then he, and then Miao Ten has a daughter that's the same age as Sai, so it's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Miao Ten thought of Sai as kind of like just a son, just another son to him. Mm. And then Sai thought of him like a father. And then Lee, and yeah, it was just like, it's really sweet, their relationship. Mm. But he definitely chooses to open this movie with the with the father for a reason. Because I, I it is really a movie about the absence of the father. Yeah. And what, and how, and the effects it has on everyone mm -hmm. around them. Or everyone there, or just their two lives, basically. Yeah. But, um,. Do you guys think... What do you guys think this opening is trying to... Like, it, what do you think it means? Like, because to well, just, me, this is yeah. definitely... A, it's a very Buddhist movie. Like, just keep that in mind. It's probably his most Buddhist movie that he has in his filmography. Okay. So... Yeah, I just kind of stay like... like you, yeah. you mean this whole opening shot where he goes and smokes outside? Yeah. When he's, he's also calling out then, for Lee King Shen. Yeah, he's trying to... Uh, he, yeah, he opens up his which door is like, and calls for him. I feel like that's just kind of supposed to represent, like, yeah. the distance between them before his death. Because, like, cutting from that to... Don't, doesn't he cut straight from that to the... Tilly function carrying the urn, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it. I feel like it's kind of on, like, pretty like straightforward. Like, the, the acknowledging the distance between them and like. Yeah. And the, the reason like, I the reason I say that is because like you could this entire movie plays like kind of a ghost story to me, 
Okay. Like yeah. it's the ghost of the father. Like I said, like I've said already, it's his I presence. Like I think he, like this opening scene, I think he's literally already dead. Basically. Especially, yeah, maybe, yeah, because like especially the way it's shot, it's like there's yeah, this it, part is. Yeah. I mean, I've seen more Japanese. Like I haven't even seen that many Japanese like older movies where they have more ghost stories like this. Yeah. But like uh, I, wa- I rewatched the pornographers uh, with the oh, okay. pornographers. Yeah. And there's a very there's like a theme in this. Uh, there's a theme in that with the fit the father dying. And coming back as a fish, or at least the mom thinking. About oh, okay. Yeah. Damn, I haven't seen the yeah, pornographers. Yeah. Um, but it's like a very prominent thing where the mom keeps like uh, basically thinking the father's back. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's basically to get the, I, the you know I, that idea of loneliness of like yeah. basic uh, like do you remember when I mentioned in the first episode the like Monica mentioned this idea in Indian philosophy of the presence of absence. Yeah. Like. And, abs- like yeah, yeah. yeah, the presence of absence. Like yeah. even when something's not there, you feel it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know it's not there, so yeah. that's it's still present in a, in a way. And like that's like, and so we we take that uh, presence and we put in other objects almost. You know, so like she puts in that fish. You know, uh, so like she to her like the father literally is in that fish. Yeah. You know, and like that's like, so you mentioned it's a ghost story. Like that's one of the main reasons why I think ghosts exist. Like. To people whether or not they actually exist yeah you know like oh for sure like to, to people like they you know some things have to exist even after they they die physically yeah you know because that's how you know we're not only physical creatures really um because uh, i was reading this interview he did for bad dragon in again but sai he just like blatantly says i believe in ghosts yeah uh, yeah um which he says that in the movie so yeah <laughs> yeah so it makes sense that you think this is, it makes sense this movie would make more it makes way more sense logically if you just see it as a you know, an old uh, ghost story, you know, or not even old, just as a ghost story. Yeah, it's just, it's just because um, a Buddhist ghost story yes, is what exactly. just think. That's why, that's yeah. why I'm thinking of this movie as more often than not nowadays. Yeah, like um, because like to me, it's the reason I also think that is because the next scene that we get is Kong with the urn, telling like literally talking to his father through the urn as they're about to go through a tunnel. He's like. Dad, now remember, you have to follow us through the tunnel. Like, you have to follow us, basically, because he's going to the funeral. I mean, he wants him to follow him there. Like, he doesn't want him... He doesn't basically want his ghost to be wandering, is what, is what that reads like to me. Yeah. And, and okay, kind of and like, okay, is, yeah. Which is kind of what the opening is. And, 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 yeah, like, and, like, the opening is, like... Like, you think uh, uh, Lee Kong Ching saying that? Like, no, Lee Kong Ching said that in the car. Oh, Like, yeah. as they were driving and, and into the, the, first, the tunnel, he's, the like, first he's like, Dad, um, you yeah. have to follow us through this tunnel. And, and, we're yeah, about yeah, to go into the tunnel, you have to make yes. sure to follow us. And the first scene is, like, him, like, responding to that. Like, and, like, realizing, like, you can't hear him. So he does kind of believe in it still. I mean, all, I, he... I, I remember later, the, the, like, one of the scenes in the later scenes yeah. in the movie... With you know the mom like where he's like blocking off the mom. Yeah, it's like a really well, it's a moment. it's a great scene, honestly. But like in that one, he seems more like he doesn't believe in it, you know, or he's just more like kind of that one. He just seems to me more like he's. It's a classic, like it's it's honestly a sweet scene to me because it's more so he's worried about his mom's mental health. Well, yeah, health exactly. More so than yeah, that. no, she's going crazy. She's of. she is kind of going crazy. Like he's definitely just more so. I feel I feel like worried about her, and that's definitely. I feel like confirmed whenever we get to the end and he's like he sees her laying on the bed after she like obviously well, I don't think this this behavior is bad out of no, nowhere though yeah. cause like it, it, this sort of behavior it's more been magnified more yeah I mean remember Rebels Leon God oh, she sure, was the one yeah. who like said like Lee Kang Kim's a reincarnation so it's like it's more like Grief is like magnifying that part of her more yeah yeah, and I mean, it also feels real because because like the actress that plays her, like Sai, Sai said it also. This is also in the director's notes, which is really cool because I didn't know. 
but he said that she's like a very very she's very religious like and in terms of like she's very buddhist Mm. and so like she even believes like if you're having like bad luck in life like if you just change your name your luck will be your your luck will get better so she's tried to do that before um but so it kind of like plays in like she's this isn't really an act for her like it is an act in terms of like she's reading a script or basically like she like or not reading a script obviously because like it's not really like that in a side movie mm-hmm. but he's giving them a scenario basically and she's but it feels like she's it's using a lot of real, too. yeah it feels like she's using herself like i said about like uh, the other actors like what i said about her mm-hmm. like they're using their real experiences to add to their performances in, this, mm-hmm. in these movies but um that's a, I, th- I think that's why his movies can feel so unique too because like it doesn't feel like they're all just his point of view every character kind of yeah it does feel like he gives his characters like more freedom maybe um because like to me he i don't know like i guess i don't know much about Sai, but is he, he doesn't seem super religious himself he's definitely but, buddhist but he's, yeah he's definitely buddhist he's definitely but, like, very not, like, a very, but not in, like the kind of ritualistic way maybe uh like, I don't know if he goes to temples and stuff, or maybe like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, actually. It'd be interesting, because I, I don't know. I feel like he you know, even being Buddhist could be, mean a lot of things, too. It can, yeah, yeah. Uh, just like any religion, but... I feel like he said he's actually ritually Buddhist, but I honestly don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. Because I know he definitely believes in every. He definitely believes he in He definitely has... And this is what so. I was trying to get to. Like, he has a... Uh, which I, I love about him. He has a sympathy for people that are very religious, though. You can, very, you can mm-hmm. tell them. Like, he has sympathy for the mom, you know? Like, even when, like, the dad and the... Like, the Rebels, the dad and the... And Lee Kong Chang, like, they're both kind of making fun of her and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And even throughout the movies, they kind of do... Uh, he does... Like, his camera never does or anything. Like, it yeah. doesn't seem like he he is. Like, and that... So that really makes sense when you're saying it's more her as a person, too. Because that would make sense for that kind of sympathy, I think, his camera has for at least her. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, like, uh, I, I feel like... A lot of like films don't have that kind of sympathy, at least for that type of religion. You know, like there are people that just believe in religion because they don't want to lose loved ones. Oh, you for know, sure. doesn't yeah. And that's a good reason, honestly. You know, like when you really <laughs> lose someone. Yeah. Uh, but like you can kind of see that in this movie, like. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, we're. That's why you like this priest. Like that. that priest. That yeah. I think he's kind of making fun of the priest, but you can see why she would believe that. You know, she just wants to believe that. Where he says something like. Uh, this is like holy water. It's yeah. like it's half, half hot. Yeah, half, yeah. And it's like it's, half, yeah. it's gone. But but yeah, size character like uh, erases like this. Like it it makes us like think of that in a more like funny way. Yes. Like, but it's a funny but sad way. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like because we're devoid of like being in her shoes basically because of his camera being so like uh, objective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or more sympathetic, really. Like, yeah, it's it's it is objective. Yeah. It leaves yeah. it. It just it leaves it to your interpretation, basically, and how you, even how you're feeling that day. Because some days you can yeah, watch that and feel like sorrow for her, or like depressed with her, and other days you can see how absurd she's acting. Like, yeah. like you're more like like Kong is basically whenever he sees her like taping everything up. You're like, you're insane. <laughs> like, yeah. get down from there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But like, there's just it's the thing with size movies is like it can leave you with a lot of different feelings even every time you watch it depending on how your mood is even. or what character you're deciding to sympathize with yeah exactly you know like whose point of view you're trying to take yeah it's like his movies are very open which I love it's my favorite type of movie you know yes no they are yes. extremely open extremely open movies but then we do we do after going through the Tomlin cuts to the funeral home that we saw on Vive 
Which, I mean, it just goes to show, like, Kong's at, I mean, Kong's at home here also, as we've seen before. No, <laughs> yeah, not connected, but, I mean, could be One connected. of his funniest cuts. But, uh, it is one of his funniest <laughs> cuts. But, uh, it does cut to, like, uh, them back at the house, and then there's a lot of peeing into, like, just oh, bags yeah. and bottles in this movie. <laughs> just, like, well, there's a bag and a bottle, I think. There's a bag yeah. and a bottle. Doesn't he pee into a bottle a couple times, though? He might do the bottle twice. I, I think he does a bottle. I know twice. He, he uses that bottle of water to play it later. Yes, he yeah. does. Which I, I honestly, this is the first time I've ever seen watch this movie. Like first time I've ever seen someone piss in a, a plastic. Dude, bag. I know. Me too. Whenever the first time I watched that, it was yeah. what stuck out to me. Also, I was, I was like, like, "What the fuck? You can do that?" Like, <laughs> well, he like blows it. He like blows it up to make sure there's no holes in yeah, it or anything. Like, that was the that was one smart. of the smart parts. Like, yeah. Honestly, that's I'm glad I didn't even realize that. But that's funny you noticed that that, that means <laughs> he was exper- He's experienced. Oh, like, for sure. Year. He's done this before. <laughs> He's done this. He's before. done this before. Well, yeah, it just makes you wonder, like, why? Almost. Like, yeah, there's a bat. We've seen him use the bat. Yeah, like. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I think it's just more. He's just like depressed and like doesn't want to give up. I think so. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I can like, feel that. Because like. I think there is a funny cut with this, where I think when we see him pee in the bat. Yeah, it's actually this where he pees in the bat for the first time. And we're like, damn, like, I think actually a good reading is just, like, he's really depressed, like, well, yeah, like and the movie was dark, yes, you know, yeah, like, it also just looks yeah. it's like, he's like, yeah. he's like yeah. hiding, yeah. he pees and immediately goes to his bed to hide again. Yeah. And when you're depressed, you know? like, it's hard to get out of bed. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, but then what's funny about it, though, is the cut from him peeing in his bag, like, the most loser shit you can do, yeah. to, like, he's talking to this girl, like, yeah. <laughs> I watched it, <laughs> just staring at her, like, like, imagine if she knew what we just saw, God, like, that's yeah. at least what was in my head, like, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Of that. it's just so funny. Yeah, no, we're at the watch stand now. Like, that's, sure, no, that's yeah. literally the cut, yeah, the cut. he's, like, staring at her right, right after yeah. he does that. It's, like, it's, it's like, also, oh like, kind of weird, these scenes, like, how much he talks, it's like, you're, like, waiting. No, yeah, he yeah, talks like, a lot. Yeah, I was like, yeah, bro, he does talk a talk, lot. Yeah. At least at the very beginning. I'm not used to this. Like, <laughs> There's a lot of scenes of quiet, too, but he definitely talks a lot, especially to But him. is it literally when he's on the job, though, most of yeah, the yeah. He's a salesman. He has yeah, to talk, exactly. yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. He's but yeah, he's, he's like... forced to talk. This is, where I'm pr- this is where we get introduced to Chi for the first time. Um, she's interested in buying a watch because we figure out she's going to Paris, and she wants a dual-time watch. But she doesn't like any of the ones Kong has to sell. She wants the one that he has on his on his wrist. Well, she has a nice watch. And she's like adamant like about it, it too. Yeah. Definitely like, adamant about it. Oh my god! Like it's just a watch. I mean, literally. And Kong keeps on telling her like, "I just lost a family member. It'll be bad luck if you buy this watch." Basically, which I do think that plays into her her experience in Paris also because like, if you think about it, whenever like okay, so it's actually good that we're getting to this now because like in this movie, there's really three distinct times. Honestly, there's like Taipei time which Kong's in. There's Paris time, which he wants to be in, basically. Um, and which Chi is in. And then there's, like, the ethereal time, basically. Mm. Where it's, like, the dad's time. Because it, there's a scene coming up soon where after Kong starts changing all the clocks in his suitcase, like, he changes those all to Paris time, the mom wakes up and sees the clock in their house has also changed time. But we always see Kong change all the clocks. We never see him change that clock. So it's at least implied that no, that he didn't change the clock in their house. And so it's like the mom, whenever she notices that, she like call, calls Kong out and says, hey, like, uh, do you see this, basically? Like, the time changed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at least to me, it's like saying they're on the dad's time, at least in that house. Because they even have, like, dinner at midnight. Because it's, that's that whenever the dad wants to sense, eat. Dude. That makes like, sense. like, there's three distinct phases of time in this movie. And at the very end, there's like this um they're all trying to basically have sex 
Yes, yes. Like, Kong yeah. has sex with yeah, the hooker yeah. and succeeds. Yeah, the yeah. mom has sex, or she masturbates mm-hmm. with the dad. Mm-hmm. Or okay, at least, the, the, she, she believes she yes, is. Yes, That's yes, all that matters. Yes, she believes she is. On, yeah. And then, the only one that fails is she. And you could at least read that as that as that's the reason why is like she had bad luck because she actually did buy the watch. She says that it doesn't matter because she's a Christian, but wait, does she fail? Yeah, I know it's... they kiss. Yeah, yes. and then she gets shut down. Yeah, okay, yeah, because she's like packing up and leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she gets shut down. That's the reason she's crying. Dave's like, is that kiss not enough? Like, <laughs> no, there was a cut. I thought it was like I thought it implied. I thought it implied that they like had sex and stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, that cut was uh, was the you got ignored, you got shut down cut. <laughs> all right, all right. So she's the only one that failed. So it could be at least read that she's that that's the reason why she has like bad luck to me, okay. because she bought that watch. I don't know. It's just a very spiritual movie. Yeah. Um. So I thought I think that that's a a, a part no, that you I have like to that, keep in dude. mind. Um. But yeah, there's I, I, there's when you, I think when you see that oh the clock in the house change for the first time. I just assumed that was Lee King Shang that had done it. Yeah, that's why I think you're supposed. Would, that's why I think he wants you to assume the first time because you haven't seen how insane he basically goes with changing clocks. But every clock we see him change, he we actually see him change. Basically, you know, like he's actually physically there changing the clocks. That's the only one we never see him change, yeah, and that's the one that the mom goes by. It's always on the dad's time, basically. That's why they're having like the like dinner at midnight and everything like that to match to match with the dad. But, um, and it's, I, don't, I don't know, that's just, that's just I like, like that, though. Yeah, like, there's like three, there, it feels like there's three times in this movie. No. No, and I like, more importantly, even like, there might even be more. Oh, there could definitely be more. Because more yeah. importantly, is like, I think that's what he's trying to say is like, time is not just this linear thing that like, yeah. everyone experiences at the same kind of rate. There's like, if you have yeah. a death in the family, you start experiencing time differently, you know, like that, the presence of that person leaving is like, they're a different way, you know? Uh, yeah. And then I think one of the... And this is why, like, I mentioned at the beginning the whole, like, French New Wave thing in general. Like, I think to me, even more importantly that, just, like, he's showing, like, film time in a certain kind of time. You know? Like, because we even see him at, like, certain points where he, like, can't go to sleep. uh, And he just, like, turns on a movie. Yeah. You know? Like, almost to escape. yeah. Yeah. But, like... And this is true. Like, film is a certain kind of time. You know? It has its own rhythm and everything. Um, but yeah, I like that. That's why you said, like, when you said that, like, there's, like, these times, like, literally these times in the movie, um, and that goes really, that's, like, really closely associated with, you said, like, uh, Sai is, like, a really experiential director, like, he's really about the experience of watching a movie. That's, like, really closely associated with time, right? Like, how do you experience time? Yeah. Or how do you experience what time these different types of time yeah. we're talking about? And he even play he's yeah, he's like, even trying to play. with You could that say that's what his movies are about in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah, you for know? sure. Like, how do you experience yeah. loneliness? How do you experience you know like even eating? You know how do you experience like eating breakfast in the morning when you're alone? You yeah, because like uh, it's funny. I, I noticed like in, you, do you remember when we see the, the like the father guy in the river? He's like sitting at the table. And when, uh, like, when we see Lee, Lee Kong Chang in the background with the shoulder, like, he has a shoulder injury, and, like, we don't know if they're related or not yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? He's, that's, and the way the father's introduced in this movie, it's the same exact angle. He's sitting at the table, like, the same yeah. exact way. Yeah, And yeah, so I'm like, is. it's like, he's even trying to show that, like... Yeah. Like, even this guy in different movies, he's still eating the same way. You know, stuff like that. He's the same guy. Yeah, exactly. Or is he, you know? Or is he, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's why it's like there's so many little details I've noticed. Like as I'm watching these, um, 
Because you can tell, like, Psy has even noticed these details. Yeah, that's why he's oh, filming sure. them. Uh, no, yeah, and I mean, like, I mean, it just, it goes to, it goes to show he's just, like, he isn't, he's an artist, honestly. Like, oh, yeah. There are things that, I mean, he, like I said, he already, he just leaves his movies up to interpretation. That interpretation is always changing, honestly, depending on how you, like, even what mood you're in, so. Mm-hmm. But we can just continue on, I guess, because we're at the, uh, like, more of the Buddhist ceremonies at their house, and what is especially good at least in the in these scenes to me is like the lighting in the and in, in the apartment that they have yeah because we've seen this apartment a few times in those movies and they've all been lit at least kind of normally but this yeah, one yeah. is definitely lit different than any of the other times we've seen the yeah, house yeah, yeah. like it's got like this orange hue basically like yeah. it's an orange red it's hue. almost like they like put up christmas lights or something but it's, it's like, like yeah yeah it's, it's like, like christmas lights yeah it just feels like it's definitely trying to make it more like ethereal for sure yeah. or just like sport more you're like in a different realm almost is oh, what yeah. it feels like almost yeah with the absence of the father like yeah um starting to get us used to this time you're trying to say like the father's time maybe. basically yeah um and stuff. yeah because this is like where he was this is where we've already talked about the casting a spell on the water and everything mm-hmm. and how the mom's actually like she definitely she's she's definitely believing all this but like all their shit, and then it just cuts directly to Kong peeing in, like, a water bottle. <laughs> Which, like, it's an absurdly long time that some of these peeing takes. Like, they're, like, at least a minute oh, of yeah. him just, he, like, he, peeing. He, you think he's actually peeing? Oh, what? yeah. I mean, it fills up. Yeah, like... Wh- There's easily ways you could... There is this. easily ways you could, know. but There's, I don't know. Like, from, just from, his, like, I'm looking at this angle right now, you could easily, like, have a bottle in his other sleeve or something and, like, have a straw that's... Because the sound is obviously ADR. Okay. And that's like what I w- wanted to point out, but especially the bag one, uh, you notice like uh, I don't I want to say definitely he might have been live recording, but anyway he's like definitely enhancing or something. Like he's making you notice the sound. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah. The sound is what makes it really sound disgusting. Like even yes. more than watching it. Yes. Like if there was if you had cut off the sound, it would actually be like kind of satisfying to watch almost maybe. Just watch it back to love if you know what I mean. If you know yeah. what I mean, you know, like the we sound is it's the sound that really makes it sound disgusting, though. Like, it just makes the whole thing disgusting. Yeah. Uh, but the bottle, too. Dan was peeing in bags. That's why I, that's why I got from that. Bags. That's why I got from that, too. <laughs> but I feel no one's done this, like, on a road trip or anything before. Not in a bag. Yeah, not in a bag. That's, I, in a can. Really, like, uh, the opposite I've, episode. Where like, I've, I've had people stuff. done it. seen people do it before. Yeah. Like, hey, my brother. I might have done it before. A plastic bag? No, he in a bottle. My yeah, oh yeah, a bottle for did. sure. I've done a bottle. Bottle, bottle makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah, no, a bag, a plastic bag. See, makes he's getting sense. better. He's getting better. He's getting better. Well, if plastic, it's not because like, where, where are you gonna set it down? Like, if you set down a plastic bag, it's I, gonna that's spill. the funniest thing. Is like he does put it in the trash can. I think the bag. Does he? Okay. Yeah, he like yeah. there's like a trash can. He like opens and puts it in really quick. I, I remember thinking why he's doing like. But even then, that's gonna spill probably. He well, but see, but we learn later he's actually doing it because he's smart. He's watering the plants with the. He's trying to <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have I think he's actually trying to say something he's like actually, that, though. Yeah. Like maybe he's like at least in his head, like he's trying to be useful. Uh, like I don't know. I don't know. Like it seems like he thinks he's doing something good with that. It's definitely it's definitely interesting because the plant is definitely interesting because I noticed because I watched this movie twice this week full full disclosure yeah. I watched it like once yesterday and then once today, and. Uh, I noticed that the dad actually moved the plant at the very beginning of the movie. Like, it's set closer to the right, and then he moves it close to the Kong's window to where he can actually, he's actually in arm's length to, like, dump, to, like, actually, yeah. like, water something from his window, basically. 
So, like, I don't know if that was trying to say anything, but I did notice that this time because the mom also waters the plants. Like, she's whatever she's like outside her, of his window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like, hmm. she's taking all of her medicine because she's like insane in this movie. But she's like taking all that medicine and then she's like crushing it up in the water and stirring it. And then she goes to the plant and pours it in there. And then Kong's doing the same thing with his piss. But so I don't know what it's trying to say, honestly. Or like if it's trying to say anything at all or if it's just showing showing anything. But. Huh. But that is something that just weird that I noticed this time watching. It's like I did notice that he moved the plant over. That's why I'm like this peeing thing is weird. Like it is funny. It's funny to watch too. Yeah. But, uh, and that might all that might be all it is. Honestly, it's like he definitely has a thing with like people peeing in the bathroom. Because I mean, like we'll definitely get to that the next movie also. Because we do but, see him use the bathroom. Oh yeah. yeah. So why is he peeing in this? He's taking just a shit in that one for sure. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. He <laughs> He's like, only when I pee, I uh, use the bags. <laughs> I use the bags. We did miss that he did sell her the watch for a thousand yen also. Uh, or you and... Uh, um, yeah, so she, she's basically in France. Like, already. Yeah, yeah. She, oh, yeah, she's basically in France. Also, already, wait, do, do, uh, have we gone to the part? We're at the, the, the shop where he's We're like, at the clock shop right okay, now, I was where, gonna, he buys I was, the, where he buys the indestructible watch. Okay, uh, okay but I was going to say, <laughs> have we gone to the part where he's like banging the Not watch yet. against That's the That's actually right after this. Because actually... That's like the same... It's the same It's the same sequence of scenes. Because the funniest part of like him buying the watch is like the guy's like yeah this is basically indestructible he's like beating it and they just smacks it on the ground like really hard it sounds like it breaks to me honestly I don't oh know. it does it does oh does it okay no that's what makes it funny because he throws it he's like not and then the, the guy like, says not that hard yeah he's like, he's like, he's like calm down okay. yeah, yeah. but then it cuts directly after that to him just like bang he, it. he says unbreakable breaks it like, okay not that hard though. it's so funny though like it's so funny he just like smashes it on the ground it's so good but then it cuts directly after that to him just like banging it on the skywalk yeah. it's, like, it's honestly smart to like get people to notice he's like oh for sure cause... plus it was definitely like I think Sai liked it because it was like really it sounded not like it oh, was it's very rhythmic yeah, 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 the way yeah, he kept yeah. doing it every time he went back to it like you recognize that that's where he was every time he was, I think yeah. he goes back to it again he does yeah, yeah. no yeah he's at the skywalk a couple times this, uh, this movie um, but yeah, then we're back to the apartment, and this, this is, uh, more of just the, uh, spiritual nature of the movie, is, like, Kong finds a cockroach, and the mom says not to kill it, because oh, yes. it could be his dad reincarnated, <laughs> and then Kong's like, don't be crazy, <laughs> or something like that, and he, like, he, like, goes and feeds it to the fish, yeah. and I actually do like how you actually see the fish eat it in this one. Wait, so, is this when she started, starts to think the fish is, uh... I think so, or because, like... Well, that would make sense, because she thought the cockroach was the dad, so yeah. the fish ate the cockroach, like, in her logic, <laughs> like, now the fish is yeah. the dad. Yeah, because, like, she did say, or... No, because she definitely does think the fish is the dad at some point. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, later on like, she Later does. on, she's oh, yeah. literally talking And she puts her. the fish in that room with her when she, uh, yeah. masturbates at the end. yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, she does. I actually, yeah. imagine like someone just like hears that without. Yeah, that's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spiritual movie, guys. You have to experience it. Yeah, <laughs> I see it like, no, nah, yeah, like, this movie's like it. Like, if you explain this movie to a person, they think it'd be it's, like the weirdest, like not like, but it's like a really beautiful, like oh, yeah, moving it movie. Is. Like, it definitely is. It's just like it's like size. You think on size? It's not. It's not a movie for. Few words. It's not. It's not a movie for Rotten Tomatoes, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, the top ten or whatever you said. He showed us that was terrible. We remember well, the episode and, on that. And one. the whole article that came out this week too. Oh, it was, a, it was a recent article. Studios are paying. Uh, oh, for Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, yeah. yeah, like paying. For sure. Which I mean, Warner Bros. owns Rotten Tomatoes, so I mean that should be surprising. Oh yeah. Or they own like a company that owns Rotten Tomatoes. So, oh, that's like yeah. Why is that even like illegal? Like, I mean that's because a lot of companies work like that. Fair. 
yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they definitely do. But uh, but the cockroach kind of reminded me at least from Goodbye. I'm a, no, yeah, the rebels. rebels. Yeah, the that's opening basically too, yeah. that's that's how we first see him. He kills a cockroach. Yeah, he kills it, right? Oh no, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I mean, kills. I don't know. It's like he stabs it, and then whenever it stops moving, he like throws it out the window, a, and it comes back. It does, it come, does back. come back. Yeah. So you can't I don't kill a cockroach. No, you can't unless it's what gets. Well, I mean, maybe maybe the fish is controlled by the cockroach now. So the mom thinks. But yeah, but it, the mom did say that the priest told him not to harm a living creature for 49 days. Just in case. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess. Um, but yeah, then it's because to Kong in bed, and he's calling to find out what time it is in Paris. Yeah. yeah. This is like the start of just his clock craze, just yeah. in the movie in general. Because like, he, goes, and oh, he, he already has a clock is this craze. Explained? Do you think it's just because of her? Yes. I think so. Just her, like... He knows she's in Paris, yeah. so he wants to be in Paris, kind of now. Yeah, basically. He's supposed to be anywhere that's not. Yeah, a combination of that and the four hundred blows. I feel like. Well, I think this one. This one is more like this is that this happens before he even like thinks about going to get a movie. I think. Oh, it does because like it. Um, he's just wanting to know what time it is in Paris. Okay. So it's like it to me. It's like he just doesn't want to be here right mm-hmm. now yeah. and he knows that she's basically gone to paris which is interesting because she is also feeling extremely lonely as we see like very soon i think that's the next thing we see is her in paris basically um like alone like because all the scenes of her is like she's just alone in paris like lonely in paris yeah, can't yeah. find it like can't find any connection whatsoever so it's like kong's trying to connect it's almost Dang like he's trying to... thing yes too. it is yeah yeah, yeah. a it lot is. of friendship wave that uh she's definitely the more friendship wave character of those oh, if sure. you if you yeah. want to you know, read it that way. Which obviously she's in France, but like even what she's doing is more like she's in French cafes and stuff, you know? True. Like, no, the cafe shot is amazing also. She um, meets an act. Uh, what is the, the person she meets from Hong Kong that she goes to, you know, she goes on a date with and she sleeps, uh, I guess she doesn't sleep with. Um, oh, the woman? Is she, yeah, well, who is she? Is she a, an actress? She, like, no, I don't know who she is. She's just a woman from Hong Kong is always well, she's Because so. she says, uh, I'm a tourist. Yeah. And then are you? She asks, "Are you a tourist?" And then at least the translation I had, uh, she says, "You could see it that way." So I was like, "What is she then?" I was like, "Is she like an actress? Like a famous?" She actress might be playing something? herself. Let me look. Yeah, like, is she a famous actress? I'm just missing or something? Because like I think I'm missing something here about what she's supposed to be. That you know that I maybe know. I'm. I'm well, I, I don't. I don't recognize her at the very okay, least because okay. I wasn't sure. Which if I if I actually because she because I because I, I was thinking it might be significant. She's from Hong. She says she's from Hong. She Kong. is. She is from Hong Kong. Yeah, she does say that. But I was like, okay, I'm like maybe I'm missing who she is. But um, I can look that up real quick. But, but yeah. we'll keep on. Uh, going but but this is we're, we're actually at the point where because we see him changes uh, his watch. All his watches. No, yeah, he started. Honestly, it's a great. Is this the header? Where have I? I've seen this. No, picture the, head, the header is him watching. The header oh, is the the clock yeah. with the okay. end of the theater. But I've seen yeah. this picture before where he's like crouched down next to all his watches. Okay, like changing yeah. the times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, then, then he goes to that like movie. Where yeah, like, movie the, shop. The, yeah, the movie it's store, like basically, basically yeah. give, give me a movie about Yeah, do you France. have any French films? And I love uh, it's yeah. like, it's the two like most basic French new wave films you're going to hear about first, probably. Four Hundred Blows. There's, yeah, maybe, it's, there's it's more not, basic, yeah, but. Honestly, but these are at least. There are more. There's more, but if I would guess, like I could see why Sai would pick these two. Yeah, Hiroshima on more. Like these are more yeah. like the feelings about the vibes movies versus like. Okay, Breathless. yeah, I can see that. These these two are more. Actually, these are not like Sai, but in some ways they at least like are more feelings based movies, I guess. 
I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you would you do you not think Breathless is not a feeling movie? No, or? it is, but it's like a it's a different type of too. feeling. It's like a dog's like talking and like <laughs> <laughs> it's not a feeling movie. Okay, he yeah. has some for sure. They all do, but you know, I don't know. If, uh, it's different. It's different. It's yeah. different feeling. I guess. Porter blows for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, I, yeah. I Hiroshima, Montemore, maybe not as much, but either way, I mean, those, are the, two, those are the two they gave him. I think. No, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hiroshima, Montemore, and uh, the Foreigner blows. blows, and he does choose a Foreigner blows one, and then he uh, goes back to watch it, and we see it's the scene of of Antoine the uh, Whirly World or whatever that is called. I'm, I'm not sure what that thing's called, but just the... I don't know, I just put Cancel, but yeah. Like, I just it goes it like a Whirly World, yeah, it's just the thing that goes around and around. And, so it looks um, kind of fun, honestly. Yeah. No, it does. I would yeah. definitely throw up after it, so... Oh. I no, I've been, on, I've been on one of those actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, and could you actually like turn around, like do like go upside down? And stuff? Well, I didn't. It, it was more like it was more in cages, more enclosing cages. Uh, it, it wasn't actually like that type of thing. So but this like, is like yeah, it has the same idea, get like, away with this, but yeah. not nowadays. Well, that's that's actually something that's interesting. You said that because Sai did say the reason he actually chose that scene was because it uh, it's something like it was just it was basically based on nostalgia, where he loved that ride as a kid. And so, um, and now it doesn't. It didn't exist. It didn't exist anymore. Like yeah, like I don't see our generation definitely. Doesn't. Yeah, we didn't. We never. I never. Had you probably that. did something similar, so, but like yeah. So they probably keep in clothes more now. Yeah, it's like more like. Uh, do you yeah. actually feel like you're floating? Or are it's you like I, I don't. It was a while ago, but it was like it was a. Uh, I think it was in Canada. It was a Canadian theme park. I think it might have been actually different. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was a Canadian theme park. Actually, yeah, in a. Uh, Toronto, or it, might, it was actually it might have been a suburb of Toronto, but anyway, yeah, it was like more enclosed and like probably like a safer. Lot safer yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? About <laughs> <laughs> Let's get away with killing people. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, so what do you guys think Kong's feeling in this scene? Because it does, it I don't know. His, his his eyes do tend to say a lot, but I don't know what they're his trying eyes? to say. It's like to me, it almost seems like he's crying. While watching it, definitely the later one. I definitely oh the like la- the later one. He's definitely crying. Yeah. This but one, this one I, feels like he's that. getting very emotional while watching it, and it's an interesting scene to get emotional at because it is one of the happier moments in the movie. But he can't have that happen. Honestly, this exactly. one. To, I, I mean, this is definitely me just reading into it, but it's almost like I think Sai's trying to show his moment of watching the foreign blow. That's what I was saying oh, at the beginning. Yeah, 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 like like he probably definitely he probably yeah. cried during this scene. You know, or something. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's just, I think it's supposed to just, I think it's just supposed to represent, represent him. So, like, but to me, it's even, yeah. like, that's why it can represent just, like, finding French cinema in the first place. Yeah, true, you know? true, true. Because literally think about how he finds it, like, almost randomly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. like you were saying, this desire to go to a different place is how you find, uh, find cinema in the first place. Yeah. You know? It is interesting, too, because it's like, the, that whirly world, at least, like, I don't know, it almost, it feels like sometimes, like, it could be red, like, it's, um, it's, you can't get it out, basically. Like, you're trapped and can't get out. Almost. So I don't know if there's, like, anything to that, of, like, Psy reading into loneliness and feeling, like, trapped in, an, in like, a, a location like that. And, like, uh, because, like, that, it, it's almost what Kong has been feeling in this movie, of, like, he's trapped where he is, basically. Yes. And that scene, at least feels like that at, in some points because he's definitely having fun at the very beginning and then it keeps on going and at least it, i can't remember if he it, it he i know he has fun on it like antoine has fun on it in the movie 
But I know his face does change after a while. Like he's, he, he wants to, he basically wants it to stop as he just notices all the faces keep on going around. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, does get faster. And faster so it's like just like yeah, it's like it. These this could almost be read like he feels trapped and can't get out. Almost like Kong himself. Yeah. I don't know. Or even the escape can be a trap. You know, like yeah, that's because yeah. the riot is a yeah. Because like, also she 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 might have felt like it, like she was escaping yes, to Paris yes. and she's still feeling the exactly. same stuff. So Damn, yeah. yeah. Cause he's thinking about Paris. Yeah, and she's through her kind of, and then, but that dream just ends up being like her end up being lonely kind of. Yeah, yeah, and just goes on. That's a very Buddhist theme for sure. That is a very Buddhist theme. Like there is no heaven, you know. It's like almost in our head, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Like in our imagination. Uh, Yeah, that's that's what I was uh, thinking about this. But dude, I will say just just like what the the way he's watching this. It's so funny it's too because so I've definitely watched movies like this oh, where yes. just like he's kind of like half on the couch, half sitting, half laying down with like a blanket over him. Yeah, and then uh, it's like covering his face too. Like, yeah, uh, I just love like how tired, tired he looks in some of these scenes while he's just yeah. watching them. Oh, for sure. Just especially since Porter Blows, I've seen like so many times. So yeah, it just looks like he's like he's comfortable watching oh, yeah. it. Also, like no, it, but... it feels like there, there, it definitely feels like he's like you can read it like he's feeling trapped, but he also loves watching. It no, himself. but it's definitely the whole like. Uh, he's trying to escape this little the house he's in this father's yeah. time you know yeah. but the, especially as the mother is the more she's trying to create that yeah. he's like using cinema and these other ways to try to yeah. escape because like no matter how much Kong doesn't want to believe in this stuff he definitely believes at least a little bit because we saw earlier we like actually missed the scene because it's a very like it's not quick in terms of side just because like I mean it's Psy but it's, a qu- it's quick in terms of like his other stuff where it's just like Kong is like walking in the living room and he thinks he's like he. It, it almost looks like he's hearing a ghost, or he hears something in the house. Yeah. And this is like right. I think this is right before he like about, pees yeah. in the bag, actually, or something yeah. like that. Maybe that's the reason he doesn't pee in the bathroom anymore. He doesn't want to go out of the, out of his room anymore. Oh, he, he has to because his dad. Well, yeah, because he. I, at least to me, it was like he thinks his dad's in the house still. Yeah. At least that's kind of what it reads like. Because I think it was right before that when the priest had told the mom about like watch the water. Yeah, something. Because like if that. if he drinks something during the night, you know he's he's come here. Yeah. Or something. Yeah, because like there, there was there's a scene definitely where Kong is like walk like tiptoeing in the living room, and then he like because it's I, I know, love the it's shot, a great shot because the shadow the on the back, yes. yeah, the silhouette, the shadow is like yeah. on the on the on the wall next to him and everything. That's all I'm saying. Like you so can tell, cool. like there's a shot like that where like it's a very weird ethical thing to do, like yeah. similar types of shots like that. Yeah. Um, like to have like a that's why it makes sense that this would be like a ghost story too. Like there would oh, be yeah. moments like that. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's a ghost story. So that's where I was coming at this at from this time. But it's funny because you could at least this scene specifically, you could see it like the way the father's still taking over this house, even though he, he kind of he died. He's like making like Lee Kong Shang the ghost. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's weird. It's like a. That's what I'm saying. Like people still live on like. People still love that live on through other people, like when someone oh, dies. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. uh, I think that's what the movie's trying to make to some degree. It's, um, I definitely, I definitely think it's trying to say something about that too. Yeah. Like, like the sorrow doesn't pass, or yes. like doesn't maybe yeah. doesn't pass. I mean, it never really does. Like, yeah. it, it does get easier, or does not even easier. Bandit. What is that? What was the quote from Oppenheimer? Some bullshit movie we saw this year that we reviewed. Bullshit movie. That was <laughs> what you give me? Give it four stars. I probably give it four stars. Probably. It was just like band aids aren't. They aren't like a or time doesn't heal all wounds. At worst, it's like a band aid or something. Oh, that's that's okay. Asteroid City. Oh, that was a great. Oh, one. Oh, oh, we got him. We got him. We got him. I said stupid endearingly. No, no, no. We we heard you. 
Yeah, but right after the 400 blow scene, the mom sees the clock on the wall change. This is what we. This is what I already talked about. Where we don't see, we don't see Kong changing any of the clocks. Like yeah. he, had, he had started changing the clocks on a, in like his suitcase and everything, and his own clocks. But we never see him change the clock in their house. At least not to my knowledge. I watched, I did watch it twice today, or twice in the last two days. But I don't think that we see him change it. So it does lead me at least to think this you're, is like you're watching the dad, that movie like basically. he watched 400 blows. Like. I mean, basically, <laughs> just like kind of caught up with the pillow, put <laughs> the blanket over my head. Um. But yeah, then they start. It's like the mom definitely is starting to freak out because she definitely like she tells Kong to like start praying whenever he's just standing there like wondering what the hell she's doing, basically. But then it does cut back to Chi in Paris, or I think this is the first time we see her in Paris actually. Um, and she's just at her apartment lying in bed before she does go to uh, the cafe the next morning. But it does. I do. It did cut back to the Kong's apartment where the monk is performing a ceremony again over the clock this time. Oh, okay. oh yes. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, which is a really great scene because he's this in his room the, this time. Like, yeah, he's, he's in his room this time, and the yeah, wakes him up, yeah. and that's whenever he pours the piss into the plant. So uh, like, yeah. I, at least I don't, know, I don't know if he's like trying to say like he's like antagonizing his mom almost or, or something like that. Which is the priest? Oh, Damn, man. I don't know. It's like not antagonizing. You're just more so like he's annoyed with her, so he just pours his piss in the <laughs> on yeah. the plant. But I don't know huh, because like there is a line like later on during this like the. You know, the big fight scene between him and his mom. She says something like, you don't want him to be here. Yeah, something like that. And you can see, like, him, like, putting uh, piss in the plant, like, maybe trying to kill it. As, yeah. like, him, well, like, you know, like, like a little version of that. You know, just, like, a small, like, a small, small, his, like, small way of saying that. Like, he doesn't want his father back. Yeah. You know? Because the mother's trying to keep him alive, so, like, I don't know. Yeah, because the, I mean, the plant definitely does look kind of dead. <laughs> like, it looks half, it looks half dead, half alive. Like, so, do you think he's trying to keep the plant alive or dead by doing that? I don't think he cares, honestly. I, he might be, I don't know. So why is he doing that, then? Why not just dump it out? Why? I don't know. Peas apparently good for plants, though. Oh, so, it is? Yeah, apparently oh, it is. So. <laughs> I just knew that, though. But <laughs> so I thought it's so weird. Because he doesn't show us, he only reveals that later on, I think, too, that he's... Uh, watering the plants with that, right? That's right now where he, sh- oh, where he right shows. Now, the, okay, yeah, where he that's shows where he shows him the first time to okay, do it at least. Yeah. Um, because like right now it's just like intercutting shots of like Kong in the apart or like just Kong in a Taipei and she in Paris right now. Like there's like her going down on an escalator and then we cut back to Kong at, at the uh, back at back at the job like smacking the railing again with his uh. It's a lot of intercutting for him. No, it's there like... is a lot of intercutting for a side movie in these parts, and I, I he's definitely doing that for a reason to like oh, man. show the difference in the times. Basically, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, like that's what it feels like. Like differences in time, how like like he's trying to make us feel the differences, or like maybe not even the differences in the time, but like they're basically feeling the same, even though they're in two different locations. Yeah, yeah. like very different locations. Almost. Like they're in very different locations, but they're both feeling almost the exact same thing. Hmm. Even though, like, we never know why she's in Paris, really. Like, it does just say she's a tourist, so she's probably just going there to escape. But yeah, but it never says it. I don't think it reveals anything. Yeah. Um. But I do like the scene where she's in the where she is in the restaurant and uh, she's trying to order and she's like having trouble with the menu and everything. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and then like no one like no one like really helps her at all. Like there is that like one guy that's like trying to help her, but he's like doing it really half heartedly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she finally just asked for a menu in English. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it does come back to Kong and Taipei, and this is a scene where we see. I love the shot because it's a. There's like just this like huge digital like billboard basically with a clock kind of right there 
And then there's just this wooden wheel spinning. Yeah. And then Kong's just sitting there smoking a cigarette. I love this shot. It's too. such an amazing it's shot. Honestly, one of my favorite shots. Because, like, this is what I was going to say um, at the beginning when you mentioned the Ferris wheel at the end. Like, what do you think it yes. could mean? Uh, it's like, and, uh, like, I, I don't know if I mentioned this with Ozu specifically, but this is, like, a, a very Buddhist theme. Like, the, the, the wheel. The wheel of yeah. life, uh, you know, some sort That's one of the reasons why that last shot yes. is my favorite yes. shot. Maybe any side. This, this, this whole, like, spinning wheel kind of just, like, this is what life is, you know, as we... You can honestly see, like, these different times, almost, like, different lives we live almost in the same life. Yeah. Um, but that's why I love this shot, too, because it's, like, we see basically all these different versions of time, you know? We see yes. the different schedules of the trains. We see the actual time, like, on the billboards. And then we also see, like, this uh, spinning thing in the foreground. And it's yeah. funny because, like, I, I love the spinning, like, the Ferris wheel or this uh, water wheel, I guess. It's, yeah, it. it's just a, yeah. I don't know what it's um, called. I think it might actually be what it's called as a water wheel. I don't know what it's... Yeah, either way, you know yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, like, you can see that is kind of just, like, the time, like, we can't stop. You know, yeah. even if when you want to stop it, it's always going to spin. Yeah, because, like, you what know? we what do we see him do? We yes, throw his watch. Exactly, that's all exactly right what like, he's like, he's, so trying, he's, like, almost mad at it. You yeah. know, like, he wants it to stop yeah. a little bit. But then yeah. he goes and picks it up again, too, which is yeah. funny. No, I'm glad that you said that, because it is in my notes. That's the reason why I, That's the reason why I love this shot, too, is because it's, like, it's foreshadowing for my favorite shot, also. Of, yeah. like, that, like, that, well, I, I really want to get to it, but, like, well, I'll wait, because it is at the very end. But, like, it's just, it brings to, it brings about his, like, his uh, Buddhist belief in like such a strong way, like just the ending of the movie in general, and that's why it's such just like a beautiful ending. Also, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. but uh, yeah, we'll get to it. Um, but it actually is funny because he is at a train station in this scene, and then it cuts to Chi at a train station in in Paris waiting for her train. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Damn. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's actually I I didn't make that connection while while I was even making my notes because I <laughs> yeah I just I don't know why that passed me up, but. <laughs> But yeah, she's just there waiting for the train. These are like I did I did forget to mention, but like this these two movies are we're getting to the point where like we're starting to get to some of size like longest in terms of like ASL movies, like average length of shot or yeah. ALS. Yeah. Or, or average average shot length, yeah. Yeah, it's ASL. ASL. Yeah, 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 no, it's ASL. Um yeah, these are we're starting to get to these movies where they where they are going to be like longer. Cause yeah. like what time is there is definitely one of his longer ones. Goodbye Dragon Inn is also one of his longer ones. He makes it like he actually like forcibly made it shorter by doing that one like uh, portion in the, in the middle with uh, Chi looking at the uh, screen, looking at Dragon Inn, it's, like yeah, cutting yeah, back and forth really yeah, fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is a good scene because that lowers the ASL on that one. We're also looking like way up there too. But yeah, this is one of the longest ones because she's just like the the waiting for the train. You like feel it basically. Yeah, it's, she's there for a while. But I do love the next scene in, in Taipei with Kong, where he's just eating some street food, and this is why this is where like I, we've been talking about his like size diet diegetic music the entire time, yeah, and like this this entire series, and this scene is like one of the best uses because like I vaguely and I don't know if you guys heard, but you vaguely in this scene hear a clock going off in the background like a, like an alarm, alarm going off yeah, yeah. like it's just very kind of like very faint yeah and then the more kong starts to notice it i do think it starts to increase in volume a little bit so, because then yeah. he goes looking for it and it starts one of the best sequences in the movie where it's just like he starts just changing every clock in the shop back seven hours to paris time oh, okay, and yeah. this one random dude just like 
looks at him and just starts staring at him like he's a crazy person and like starts he even like walks right over to, to him like calling like turns turns oh over like this for like hide what he's doing it's but, the walker series before walker i mean honestly yeah, yes yeah. no I mean, this leads just to, like, a whole, like, silent comedy routine. It does, know? because it leads directly into the movie theater, which yeah. this is the movie theater for that we're going to see, that we're going to talk about next. This is yeah. uh, the, the, in, the the theater from Good Bad Dragon Inn. Okay. And um, he goes in and sees the clock on the wall there, <laughs> and he takes it off, and he's, like, scared of getting caught, so he goes into the movie theater. And I'm pretty sure the movie he's in on this one is also The Foreigner Blows. I'm not, like, 100% certain. Doesn't he cut to a scene in Foreigner Blows while he's watching in here? Or is that is it in here? I think I thought it that might was have later. Been. No, I might have been that later. was later at home. I can't remember. That's later yeah, because okay. this one, we, don't know, we don't know what he's seeing in this, but I but I do think it's The Foreigner Blows. I can't... I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that, but... I don't remember, but it might we have been. Definitely don't, we definitely don't ever see it on screen, though. But yeah, he like he goes in there and then he starts changing the clock, changing that clock back, and he hides it under he like he hides it under a chair basically because he doesn't want people to find it at least it's assumed. But this is I'm pretty sure this is the same guy that saw him in the clock shop. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I, 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 I wasn't certain, but I was pretty sure because he comes in, sits right down yeah, next yeah. to him, and Kong is like super scared. Like he actually like, kind of like gets shocked and freaked out for a second that someone yeah. sat like right next to him, and so he like moves one seat over. And then the guy just takes the clock out from under the chair and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Kong just kind of looks at, like he just kind of looks at him like bewildered, like oh, honestly, yeah. like his face, his acting in this in this scene is amazing, honestly, because yeah. he just looks hilarious. But he like goes after him, yeah. and he follows him directly to the bathroom. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. And this this is one of the greatest shots of the movie, honestly, <laughs> where he's just like looking at all the stalls and then he's just like at the very last one and the very first one that he walked by already pops open and it's just the guy with his pants down the clock over his cock why <laughs> why well, what do you think this happened why do you why is this here the guy was good, 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 good he wanted some yeah. you know <laughs> alright alright yeah yes it's insane I, I love the scene I just like I've been oh, trying to so think good. like why he puts this here it is a very surrealistic scene, like... Oh, yes. Well, no, it kind of fits, because what we kind of said, like, the whole, this whole sequence is, like, a silent comedy. So it's, yeah. Like, it's, like, kind of just, like, taking the momentum of it, like... Because doesn't it continue... This continues on, like, the... Because don't we get the shot of him changing the huge clock soon? Uh... Or let me the, check, actually. When does that happen? That is... I mean, I know we're coming... I mean, he's just changing a lot of clocks. Which, yeah, but I think that, right that now, whole but... part is supposed to be, like, more comedic kind of stretch in the movie. Oh yeah, sickly on Lee Kang Shang. Um, it hasn't gotten there yet, but it is, we are very close. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, because like the next thing that happens after that really funny scene is um the family having dinner again, and like this scene is where we see the mom like like her like how she's starting to act with the, with her beliefs. Yes, and like Kong's starting to like think she's like becoming crazier and crazier because she's like because this is the scene where they're having dinner at midnight because that's when their dad can be there. <laughs> Yeah. Or that's where his dad can be there, basically. Um, and so, because I like, it's really funny because Kong's just like out there. And he's like, "So what is this? Like dinner, dinner, or, uh, or supper, or something like that?" And his mom's like, "Do you want to eat or not?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'm eating again." <laughs> but uh, but this but, goes to what you were saying about the dad's time. Yes, yeah. This is this is where in my notes I wanted to make sure to bring it up, yeah. even though it, I brought it up earlier because yeah. it, it matched with what we were talking about. But this is this is specifically where the mom is definitely on the dad's time. Like she's definitely trying to make 
Like, this is her way of dealing with that grief, almost, is, like... Or, like, like the Buddhist philosophy is, is really interesting, also, because it's, like... It's a philosophy about kind of, like, letting go, also. Like, your sorrow will, will definitely be with you, but it's also about not having, like, attachment to this world enough to the, to the point where you can actually let something go. Yes. And that is what I think is so beautiful about the ending that we'll get to eventually, is, like, at this point, she's definitely not ready to let go. But at the end of the movie, I do think she is. And that's, like, why we get that ending as we do. But, hmm. um, but yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, but it's just more scenes of the mom, of the mom kind of, like, acting a little crazy. Because this is the scene with her with the big fish. Like, and mimicking the fish and talking to it like, yeah. it's, like it's her husband. Um, and then he does, she asks her, she asks the fish, she's like, she's like, are you coming back to see yeah, me? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's honestly really sad. Or it's just like sad, but also like, it's, it's sweet that she cares that much, I guess, but it is also sad. Um, but this is where we, where it cuts to Kong asleep in bed. And we do get the scene, or of him like crying. Actually, it's tears streaming down his face, and they like wake up. This is the milk carton scene I was yeah. earlier. It is. I, I do think there is, there has to, there must, I don't know what he's trying to say, but there's some kind of connection between these two scenes being next to each other. Yes. Of the mother being to the fish, are you, is that you coming back to see me? Yeah. And then the next thing we see is, like, Lee Kong Shang, like, turning on the French, the, the crying, blow, crying then, as he then, watches the foreign yeah. blows. Watching the specific scene. The specific scene, especially. too. Especially. Because yeah. this scene in the movie is, like, one of the, it's one of the saddest scenes in, oh, in yeah. the foreign blows. Yeah. Where Antoine's, like, basically starving, so he has to steal a milk, yeah. like, uh, a glass of milk. Yeah. And uh, and this is like Sai actually shows the entire Yeah, the entire scene, I'm pretty sure. I don't think yeah, he cuts he, at all. I think he sh- I think he shows the entire yeah. scene for four hundred blows. Um Yeah, uh, I don't like to me that definitely just is trying to show how lonely Kong is feeling that in this specific how long both how alone both of them are feeling this in this specific scene, like kinda where the, kinda where they are in the movie. But um this is where he goes. This is the... where this is where the clocks start to come start to happen. Where he starts going insane, <laughs> because I at least at least in my notes I say Kong is somewhere. I don't I don't really know where he is, and he thinks he hears something, and then he goes searching and finds a room like full of clocks, or just full of time. It's not even like yeah. clocks. It's just time. But it's basically. this other guy. It's the guy from earlier. Which guy? Who stole his clock in the theater? The fat guy? Yeah, it's his room. Damn, I didn't know that. In the background. No, I did. I didn't know that was the he, same guy. No, no I know the guy comes in. Like oh, this guy walks guy. in. I didn't realize it was guy. the same guy. Um, and this That's is also so we get the Lee Kong Shang uh, voyeur scene. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, he's hiding too. for sure. Yeah. He's like, no, he's like, he doesn't like, want to be And it's like, maybe it's just like the idea that Lee Kong Shang is not even the only one who's like this. Yes. Oh, for sure. That even I tell one, there's other people that are like this also that are like. Just getting lost in their own times, you know, kind of. Yeah. I don't know, like. No, I like that. I like that reading, especially because it's like, because uh, he, it's a, it's time that he can't change too. Like this is the this is the one where he's like, uh, he's trying to change the clock on the on the uh, on the wall, and then he notices the wires connected to like all the other things with like time. Yeah. Like it's not even just clocks. It's like there's like stopwatches yeah, and timers and everything. Like it's just time, but um, he can't change it. Like, that's the one thing he can... This is one of the things... This is one of the ones he actually can't change, basically. Because he's trying to figure out how to change it whenever the guy walks in. Yeah, that's um, when he goes and hides and stuff. Yeah, that's whenever he goes and hides. But then it does cut back to Chi in the phone booth, where the other where the other guy is just absolutely going off. Oh, this is like, so funny, dude. <laughs> she just, this like, is where so it's so like, scared. You can tell where, like... 
I think he is trying to say something where, like, these scenes, like, the silent movie scenes, I want to call them, and then also, like, her and France. Like, he's trying to make these specifically... The characters are literally almost in movies themselves. Yes. You know, because, like, this is so... It's so funny where, uh, at least my translations, like... So she's in the phone booth, like, trying to call someone, and this guy's on the phone talking to whoever he's talking to. But it's like... The way he's yelling is like she he's talking oh, right to yeah. her. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Don't talk on the phone. Like, I don't yeah. care what you're trying to say or whatever. Just shut up. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's like... Rossi, yeah. You're saying, like, uh, like them both being in movies kind of also makes the Jean-Pierre Laude scene oh, yes. more sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And also, like, just makes... It gives us even greater connection to Visage, obviously. Yeah. Mm. But... But I guess we'll get to that next week. Yeah, we will definitely. Yeah, but no, but the way he's yelling though is so funny. I, I don't even remember all the lines. Oh, he says, uh, "I'll shout if I want." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, but it's basically like he's like. It's it like, feels it's like, like he's a, talking like a comedy. Her. It's like a comedy. Yeah, it feels like, like, like he's yeah, talking to her like a movie. For sure. yeah, yeah, it's like something you would write in a script or something. <laughs> no, but he's definitely fucking angry though. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He was just slamming shit around. Um, but like the next few sequences of scenes are just like her kind of like getting lost. Basically. This is also another reason why I say, like, it's also really funny, too, because... It is, yes. Uh, they're like, th- there's been a serious incident, everyone has to get off the yeah. plane now, but she can't understand yes. this. So everyone else starts leaving, too, and she's still sitting, and then she finally realizes... Yeah, she's like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then this leads to, the to, like, one of the funnier moments of the movie, honestly, where she can't find... She doesn't know where she is, basically. Like, yeah, she's at the convenience yeah. store, and then we just see, like, it's a good, like, 30-second, 45-second shot of just, like... We can see her, like, through the doorway, and then we see, like, the, uh... <laughs> the uh, convenience store guy like right here yeah. and then she just sees this one random lady like walk past and decides to follow her yeah. and she's following her like so close yeah. and like the funniest part about this is the heels clicking in the concrete because it's like like literally like right after each yeah. other like they're one right after another and like yeah. eventually the woman like definitely is getting a little creeped out starts walking faster and then like the the, the sound just gets even faster yeah. and then they walk by her hotel she doesn't realize and she has to like run back yeah. it's just really funny no, there's a lot of funny scenes like that. There is. Um, but then, in, so, this is where, in the movie, like, the absence, the absence of the father has already been felt, but it's to the point now where it's getting kind of insane. Or even more insane, because we're at the point where the mom's covering all the light in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, she's taping yeah. everything up. And the reason she's doing this, like, and then she's also, like, making those lotus flowers or whatever, and leaving the, and, like, she's just making a ton of lotus flowers, and Kong walks out of his of his bedroom just to find like a house in darkness, basically. And he goes in the bathroom, and then he like yells out, "Like, did we have a power outage, or is there a blackout?" <laughs> yeah. And then it's an amazing shot because it just goes to a black screen, completely pitch black, and then you just see the door open, and Kong, and he, it reveals like Kong's just sitting on the toilet, and his mom hand of a candle through the doorway. Yeah. It is a good shot. It's just a really good shot. And then this leads to the scene of the of their little like fight. But it's like this is not like a fight fight. This is a I'm worried about you fight, basically, to me. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like Kong definitely thinks she snapped. And she kinda has, honestly. But Kong also kinda snaps in this scene because he can't take it anymore, basically. Like he's 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 basically ready to... It's almost like he's basically ready to move on at this point, but the mom also says, like, you don't even want him here. So it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's just a really... No, it's kind it's of... A, I think very it's sympathetic a sweet scene. Toward, yeah, like, you get what... He gets where she's coming from. Yes, even he does. Even though he doesn't agree with her, obviously. But, no, it is a very, like... 
To me, it's, it's, it reminds me of the scene in the, um, the river, like, in reverse, where he's breaking down. Yeah. And she's... When he's breaking down in the hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a For little sure. verse, you know? Yeah. Um, that kind of moment, you know, where he just... Yeah, hates. they reached the bridge. And it's like the way he films it, too, is very important. Like, just a single camera, like, no cuts at all. Like, you just have to focus on what's going on, you know? Yeah. And it's just honestly a relatable scene, I feel like. Because, like, I feel like all... Like, I don't know. At least I've had... There have been some instances where my mom has just gotten, kind of, like, a little crazy. Like, I feel like moms have that tendency sometimes where they just get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... I like I I've kind of done something like this with my mom where I've yeah. just kind of like not yelled at her but like basically said like you gotta stop yeah, basically because yeah. you're being a little too crazy right now yeah. like you're going a little too crazy you're getting a little too overwhelmed yeah. it's just a very believable scene no because um, like and this is just like that extreme moment like, yeah of that and it's I think it, I don't think I think she continues to do it though. Because, like, I do think Kong ends up giving up because she... No, she, he does. Uh, he ends up walking yeah, away. he ends up walking away. Just do it. Um, and it does cut directly after this to Chi at the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and one interesting note before we actually get to this graveyard is Sai let Jean-Pierre Laude choose the location of this, uh, of where his scene was going to take place, and he chose yeah. this graveyard. Because I honestly think, so. I think, okay, I mean, I guess we're about to say what we read into, like, why the graveyard is, but, like... I feel like the main reading, I feel like, is the death of, like, the French New Wave. Or at least, like, the, mm. the decline, maybe. Maybe something that has to represent. Because okay, I thought about, because uh, do you guys know the f- French filmmaker Albert Serra? Mm, yeah. Uh, modern filmmaker? I, I, I want to watch his movies, but he has a movie called The Death of... Ooh, actually... He has a movie starring Jean-Pierre Law in 2016. It was Jean-Pierre Law's last movie. Um, or last movie that he's still alive but he hasn't had been in a movie since basically Um, it's called yeah The Death of Louis the XIV I don't know what the one was but basically I've heard basically that yeah yeah, the 14th Uh, and basically I've heard people say like Jean-Pierre Law in this movie like being it's like about the death of a monarch it's basically like kind of like the death of the French New Wave so I'm I'm, I kind of made that connection that's between that but it could be something I mean I like that because I mean, it feels it like he's paying. Things. It feels like he's also paying homage to it, almost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like he's, he's definitely. definitely yeah, I mean, he's definitely sure. paying homage to it. Not even almost. He's definitely paying homage course, to the first yeah. in this scene. But like, almost like he's paying respects. Yeah, to the French yes. New Wave is more how I see it. Because yeah, like, cause I mean, like, I mean, because they are definitely at this point. Truffaut is dead. Truffaut's at this dead. Point. Romer, I don't. Romer know. is probably dead in two thousand one. Rivet. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't he even made movies after those. Dude, really? He's crazy, yeah, dude. He only died in his, like, 90s. What, what about like, 90s? But he was 90s. older than them, so how old would they die? No, he died in, like, 2008 or 2009 or something. Oh, okay, yeah. so was, it, I think that's what it means, though, is, like, these masters that he looked up to are basically, yeah. like, yeah. either retired or very old. Demi's dead, so... You know, um, Marker's I don't not think dead. Is. Marker might be dead, not a major, actually. Not a major player. <laughs> no, Marker's not dead, actually. It's Rivette Marker's dead. He's not dead by 2001, is he? Oh, no, he's not no, dead. He's not oh, dead. no, no, no. Jacques Rivette is... Not... He died in 2016? What the hell? Damn, yeah. Damn, he lived long also. Lived till, till he was 98. Damn, Jacques Rivette. No, 88. Oh, 88. I mean, yeah, Jean... I mean, Godard lasted him Yeah, damn. But yeah, that's why I think this one obviously means he's like kind of paying respects. Yeah. 
Um, but he did not, like, not even just like the director's team, but just like the no, just movement the, in general. Yeah, yeah just the movement in general. But I also do think it's interesting that I put this scene right after we had the scene of the mom basically not being able to accept the father's death. I don't know because like he, we have that scene of the mom's breaking point of like the father dying and not being able to kind of accept that, and then we go straight to the graveyard mm-hmm. in France. So, but also, do you, so you said like, uh, do you know any more about like side bringing on law because like. I'm like how he got like. Well, actually, I don't know how I don't know how they got to. I, well, I think they just got connected because like they're like he he liked his movies or something. Uh, I, I don't know. Okay, just, like, last taste. Uh, I don't know. Or like they, but still, they it does seem touch, like he's trying to make but, some kind of point with putting him in this. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. Well, I know that he said that Laud came up with a lot of lines for this specific scene, and Side said no. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I need you to do one thing. Give her your phone number. <laughs> and this is the scene they played out. And he does. Yeah. And that's like what happens. It's like At least he's honest. At least he's, he's like, like some directors would probably be like, alright, fine, we'll film yeah, the he's like, and no. not use it all. <laughs> no, he's like, no, let's not do that. <laughs> no, but so I don't know how I don't know like how they got into, into contact originally, but um I'm I'm glad they did. Because uh, yeah, I mean oh, he is yeah. in another one of his movies that we'll get to next week. Yes, sir. But, um but yeah, this scene is like 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 I said, the the respect thing almost. But he does give she his number, which she she is. I I know that she said that she was looking for a number, and then he just gives her hers. So I don't know. I, I guess that that might just be reading it. Read res the connection side kind of made in France almost. Yeah. You know, well, it's just, funny. Well, it's, also, it's also funny. Yeah. Jean Pierre was like, "Do you want my autograph?" <laughs> Without yeah. even asking, like she was like, "What's your name?" He's like Jean Pierre. <laughs> Jean Pierre. Um, but this is the great scene where it cuts back to Kong in Taipei changing the clock oh, on the on the top of the building. So <laughs> and it is honestly just like one of the best shots in the movie too, where it's just like honestly, a long dude, shot, initially so. it was like almost like an Ozu like shot where like it is it's on this you see these like spinning signs and stuff. And then you see like Lee Kong Shang pop out like yes. the- <laughs> It's like you out. never expect it, dude. Yeah. I no, never expected it. No, you don't. Oh, that's one of the best parts, dude. Uh, that's no. one of the best parts, dude. It's just it, like, it, you that's, don't expect it. it. This would fit like a Buster Keaton movie. Yeah, 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 honestly, yeah. I think Harold he is trying to reference something sure. like that. Like, like, safety, like safety yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Terrible, I mean, there's obviously yes. the famous clock in Safety Lives. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. that's yeah. like, he's trying to make some kind of at least association with that. Yeah, but that, I mean, it is a great scene because it's just a long shot. Like, it's literally just like static camera. He just sets it up and lets Lee Kong Shing. I, I, I would have loved to be just a random person down on the ground and just, like, watched as someone did this. Like, just been like, what the fuck is that guy doing up there? Well, another movie <laughs> would have shown us that cut. Huh? Another movie would have shown us a cut like that. That's true, they would have. Instead of letting you imagine it. Or exactly. Just, like, My imagination is better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it does, after he's done changing the clock, it comes to him uh, being a Parisian. You know, well, he celebrates. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah drinking like some, that's why I say he's being Parisian. Drinking some wine. Pops a bottle of wine. Oh, <laughs> and this is but this is where I'll say like this is when he pops his bottle of wine where it's like are these two people ca- connected in some way because it's like he's like almost like getting drunk and then she's puking. throwing up yeah. right after like is he trying to connect them in some way uh, but I don't know what do you think about that no yeah I I don't know about connecting I, I mean I definitely think they're definitely connected in this movie because we've already kind of been talking about that but yeah. this specific thing or scene is definitely cutting to Chi trying to make a connection, an actual connection yeah. to Paris. So there might definitely be something to that, because it's like 
Kong wants a connection almost, yes. and then like yeah. she also wants a connection in Paris, mm-hmm. and that's whenever she meets the yes. woman from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And this, the, I actually did find out who she was. She actually is an actress from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Cecilia Yip, who is uh, this like a popular. She's like, she's uh, popular in Asia, okay, but like, not she not like Sai would know about her. Oh, Sai would okay. definitely know her. Um, that's what I'm like. I don't know because that like when you said like she, this is like kind of like or I think we kind of all mentioned this some way like. This, she's kind of in her like French New Wave movie almost, you know. Yeah, that would make sense. Like she's meeting a famous Hong Kong. That's like something yeah. would happen. In no, she is a. She, I know that her. I think her brother is Wilson Yip, which I actually have a lot of his movies downloaded on my. Because uh, yeah. he's a, he was a director, but yeah, that's that's who she is. But she meets her as well. She doesn't really meet her. She walks in on her and walks in on cheap. Uh, the, the Hong Kong woman walks yes, in on yes. cheap, puking her guts yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And she just kind of just stands there and just is very respectful about it. But yeah. Then they do have their little like conversation that would be in like a Hong Sang So movie or Hong Sang So Romer is ex- yes. well. This is exactly this is the, what would be in a lot of Romer so. movie but, is or Romer's what I'm thinking of mainly. Yes. This kind of chance encounter where you meet a friend and like that basically like, for Romer it'll start his whole movie where yes. it'll be like two random characters that really don't know each other. Yeah. They just randomly meet through kind of just like in this one it's like kind of sweet because she's like. Just helping her out and it doesn't even know yeah. her. Like gets yeah. her a glass of water after, and that's how they start talking. But like that just starts off this whole plot, you know, like a very simple kind of idea. Yes. Um, but yeah, yes. that's that's a very that made me think of Romer all of this, oh, for sure. this whole scene. Uh, it's it's a little more. He's uh, Sai is a very more emotional director, at least upfront emotional than maybe Romer is, who's a little more detached and stuff. He is. I um, mean, whose characters are way more talkative. <laughs> they than are all Sai's characters, but still, like, at least one, the setup. Is I mean, this scene. This scene is very, at least they are kind of talkative in this scene. They're like very tentatively yeah, talkative. Yeah, for a side movie for sure. Tentatively talkative, talkative though. Is this his most talkative movie maybe? It's definitely one of his most talkative because Kong also, this is definitely yeah. Kong's most, uh, most yeah. the most lines he's ever had in this movie. Uh, or in any of his movies. But this is where like, to me, the timelines start, start to like try, or like are starting to like converge more. Or like the three, the times are starting to converge more. To where it becomes more like, I don't want to say just sex, but love kind of. Where like connection is starting, is trying to be formed and starting to be formed for some of them. Or not even like connection, but just like contact almost. Because like it cuts cut to uh, Kong slamming back, slamming some more like wine and eating kebabs. And they like passes out in his car. And then a hooker comes up to it. Yeah. And she's uh, trying to get his attention to kind of like wake up. And he doesn't really wake up. And so she walks off. And I do think this is, like, intercut with, like, we've seen she back at the house, or, like, she's gone back to the hotel room with the, with the lady from Hong Kong, with uh, Cecilia Yip. Yeah. And they're she's getting ready the for bed and yeah. stuff like that. And then it's cut, it's intercut with that, or, like, he cuts the, and the mom, like, basically getting ready for a date night with the dad, or the yeah, dad's yeah. ghost, basically. Like, she's yeah. getting, like... She's dressed really nice, honestly. Like, she put on a lot of makeup. And so, like, it's kind of just showing the various ways that they're dealing with, like, this loss in their life, almost. And the different kinds of connections they're making, almost. Or trying to make. Because as we've already said before, like, Kong succeeds in getting the hooker back. Like, he starts flicking his lights at her, and she comes back, and they have sex. Um, The mom, she has this dinner with the dad... Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, she, yeah. like, okay, like I said before, she believes, she believes that she's actually yeah, having yeah. dinner with the dad. So, like, she has dinner with the dad, then she goes into the room where they keep the dad's, like, shrine, 
or alter. And uh, she starts masturbating with. I think it's the urn that she's masturbating with. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's what something something huge though that she is masturbating with. I'm pretty sure it's the urn. Yes. You're like zooming in, like, what is it? I don't know. The hands. And then this is all in her cut with chi. And the lady from Hong Kong kissing in the bed, but nothing happens there, because like it almost seems like the lady from Hong Kong has second thoughts, yeah, yeah. and like den- denies her this connection almost. So I don't really know what he's trying to say with that. Well, they're like all, I said, the thing is though, they're all like sort of failures at true connection. If you think about it, I guess they are because like because kind of, yeah because yeah. oh I mean, definitely yeah. definitely Kong's is not like true connection because it's a it's a hooker it's a transactional yeah. it's just contact. Yeah. Of course, the mom is like, she's like masturbating to a dead to a ghost. I, guess. I think yeah. hers is. I think hers is. This is her. I think hers is the only trueish, true connection. Honestly, maybe the most. Because it's like all of them. I don't at know. this point, like, like this is where I'm st- where I'll, where I'll get to like why this might be my favorite shot in the side movie. Where it's like, we're coming up. Not not right now. Mm. But like Kong comes back home after all this basically happens. He finds his mom laying in the bed that she had just done the deed on, and uh, she's asleep. And so Kong kind of like I think he, I think he finds like sleeping pills there that she had taken or whatever. Well, she's fine. She just took him to sleep to like fall asleep. So he just like lays down next to her. Yes. And it's like a really nice shot. This isn't the shot I'm talking about, by the way. It's just a really nice shot, kind of showing that he's like kind of what we were talking about before. Like he understand he understood what she was going through basically because he was kind of going through the same type of grief process. Yeah. And they both had their release basically. Like, but they, they both got that release to where it cuts to Chi in France. Again, she's crying on the bench because she just got kicked out of the house. Mm. And it then cuts to her, like, falling asleep on the chair that she's in. And then we see a reflection, and or we see, like, just her in the foreground, and then there's a pond with the Ferris wheel in the, in the reflected in the pond. And this is a, the very Buddhist theme, like Danny was talking about, like Danny said, brought before, like just the wheel of time continues to move, and what we see come onto the come onto this pond or little lake or whatever, it's just like the suit a suitcase, and then the only other time the father actually appears in this movie, he comes and picks up that suitcase out of the pond, and then he walks to the Ferris wheel, and then goes to get like on. he's walking off, basically. like he's walking yeah. to his next life, basically yeah, was... to me, like the wheel of time continues yeah. to move on, like this time, like time continues on, basically. So it's it can read it in a very Buddhist tradition or a very Buddhist sense in, in a lot of ways. Like you can read it like he's moving on to his next life. You can read it like the family moved on, or it's all this thing. It's all these things at once, basically. Yeah. Like because yeah. you're making me think like if you literally think about it like let's if you read it as a ghost story or some kind of like you know like a epic like would be you know like if it was more literal maybe you could read it as like the father is kind of like possessing maybe not possessing or he's like he's like inhabiting their house because he wants something and she has to bring like this suitcase to him so he can leave almost and that's where you're saying like that release that they both have is like the father's able to leave finally yeah yeah like i don't know why she would be like the kind of like surrogate or whatever that takes that's the one that takes the suitcase to him and why it'd be france but like I, I think yeah. that's a because like you're saying like those two characters get the release you know yeah that that would make sense like if maybe the father's not there after you know or, yeah. or she's kind of like it would make sense like in my head that the father's not she's not as crazy after you know yeah maybe she's had her moment of like the father's kind of gone now like or I don't know because like that is interesting that the, the movie basically starts with the father and then ends also with the father yeah 
Oh, for sure. Um, but is that how you see? Is that that's how, how I see it. That's how I choose to view this. Like, like ending. it's like a. Yeah. It's just like because the suitcase I mean, too is like. It, I mean, it's just a great, great shot of just to show like the passing of time. Honestly, yes. a suitcase with the, the suitcase flowing with the, the Ferris water. wheel and the yes. reflection. Yes, it's just as like the passing too. of time as she's asleep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's just how I choose to view it because that's like because it in like that's the ending of this movie is him walking to the Ferris wheel and then it shows it just cuts to. This is for my father and for, for Lee Kong Cheng's father. And it's like, if you know Sai at all, like, he is a very Buddhist religious man that does believe in reincarnation himself. Like, he does believe in that. And so it's like, this last shot of who he considers his father, basically, at least in this movie, and he actually considers, like, Miao Ten a father figure too. Like, him ha- having him stand in for both their dads as they're walking onto the ferris wheel to the wheel of time basically or just like getting on again almost yeah, is what it seems like to go on for another go around that's almost what it seems like to me definitely. or it's what that's the that's how i choose to see it i think i agree with you it's just like and the ferris maybe his best so ending nice. honestly it's it's my like this might be my favorite side movie now like i know i've said that with with almost all of them like because like i love all of them but like this one might actually no, be i can't i don't think movie, i can name so. a favorite ending he has like he's like i mean he's obviously amazing he is. i will say i think this is my favorite side too it's damn it's not another like, one or it's not even y- y'all agree on the same favorite movie on the on the on altman series too did we california split yeah for yeah. sure california split's good Actually, Journey to the West. Well, you guys haven't seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Walker is also. It's a, like a short, so it's kind of a different category. But uh, okay. yeah, but that is that is uh, what time is it there? And then it ends with uh, it ends with. By the way, the foreign blows uh, score. The score that yes. yeah, um, but yeah. we will take a quick break here before coming back with goodbye, Dragon Inn. back from the break with goodbye dragon Inn. so this is a movie we have all seen again the last that the last that there will be on the series as danny's actually seen this one also um so oh, yeah. before we get into it uh goodbye dragon Inn is in my opinion is one of the best movies of all time like I was yeah the way right now. <laughs> like sai i love how sai puts on a sight and sound, on a sight and sound list every time because yes. it's just like the goat move and it's well it's, also it's, it's also deserves it it so. also makes sense because in a way he's also kind of voting also for dragon in by voting for it yeah he is also, like yeah. It, it's yeah but yeah, anyway i literally thought about that it like, does, like yeah. Yeah. honestly even more than him picking dragon in like this is like the most homage movie you can ever yeah, make. Yeah, like, yeah, it is basically him picking Dragon Man. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. But also just like, it, it, it personally encapsulates his thoughts on cinema in general, which is like the point of Sight and Sound. Like. But do you think it's his favorite movie? Uh, Goodbye Dragon is his favorite movie? Yeah. Like his, the, his favorite movie that he's made. Oh, oh that is probably, yeah. Probably. yeah. I think so? he, I which think actually, uh, we, I know we talked about where Seth the Call, yeah. but where Seth the Call has a quote where he says, uh, 
Goodbye Dragon is the last is the best movie of the last one to twenty five years. Oh yeah, he says it'll always be the same. Yeah, like it's basically his favorite film, basically. That's so. interesting. So I mean Yeah. No, I, I, mean, think, I, I wouldn't I do think this is his favorite like, film though. Like I do think it's his favorite. Honestly, sure. it is amazing. Once because he does, he has talked about it before. Like, like I know we've, I know we've mentioned his, uh, his comedy, but he, he has talked about before that he rewatches Goodbye Dragon a lot because honestly. he finds it really funny. Like he just, he just thinks it's a really funny movie. Honestly, <laughs> I respect that. And like, like he just is noticed. Oh, oh, he's he right is, about yes, that. Yes, he is. Honestly, right he's noticed. To, he's noticed his comedy. Like the more he watches movies, the funnier they get. And I've noticed that too, which I, I yeah, so love. But. I love he he actually watches his movies. Yes, because no, I'm definitely won't rewatch their movies. This yeah, time, so I just spent with the director. But I can see both ways. Though, like, oh yeah, I can see both yeah. sides. But yeah, but uh, what are you guys' overall opinions? I already said it's probably one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, hot take, so. one of the great. Yeah, <laughs> but not yeah. even the size best movie according to you, as you said earlier. No, no, it's not my. That's, how, that's how good size. Is, like, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll guess I'll say my. Thought. It's his top tier. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is this is like. Okay, top- you would say that about every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> this is like top tier. They're all top tier. Uh, this is yeah. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, how did he uh, make this movie? Do you know the background? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he. So that he. Uh, this. This was like we said before. This was the theater that they uh, shot in, and what time was it there as well? And so during that, during the shooting of that movie, they they got to know each other. And they got to know the uh, owner, and the owner said that he would have to sell the theater if they didn't get any help. So this is also kind of size star of like. Kind of like partnering with like a theater, like with like because he partners with like museums now, so it's kind of just the, the a foreshadowing of like where he's where he's going, as well. But he did decide to help out this owner, and said he would take like a one year lease on the theater, and so the owner was able to keep it for one year, but it was just for Sia basically, and so basically the entire one year went, and Sai forgot about it, <laughs> and so the last two weeks basically. Uh-huh. Or like it was getting very close to the to the to the uh, lease coming up, yeah. and so his producers reminded him, and yeah. Sai said, and "I wrote Sai a quick like, I wrote screenplay. a quick screenplay, <laughs> <laughs> and just capturing the vibe of the place. He just wanted to capture the vibe and the atmosphere of the place, and then he uh, directed Goodbye Dragon Inn. So it yeah, basically, just casually, yeah, just casually like, nonchalantly like just made. Yeah, one he of the, casually wrote that. Like. He casually wrote the script, and it literally took him. It only it only took them two weeks to film this movie. So yeah, mm. and also Lee Kang Shang wasn't available until yeah. the very end of shooting, which yeah. is why he's like why he's yeah. Lee Kang Shang was working on his own film during this movie, so mm. like he was working on his on his directorial debut. I have not seen his movie yet. I think it's called Eros Arc, though. If I don't, if I if I recall it right, but. I mean, we can check that out later. But yeah, Danny, what about you? Uh, I will say, because I've seen this a while ago, but like, this is not a... Honestly, it's like watching a Fleeny movie out of context, almost. Watching this movie out of context. Do it. Like, watching this movie out of context. I think I'd watch this... Like, this is my first time movie. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um... And like I remember, I really, you guys like I'd, I probably I don't know what I gave it on. Gave three, three stars, three. I think. Too low. Yeah. So yeah, this time just like understanding Sai, like what he's trying to do, way more. Uh, I, I like I liked it a lot more, obviously this time. Good. And I will say at least the one thing that stands out is I I do think this is his funniest movie, like of all the ones. Oh. I've seen. There's just little moments in like. There are a lot of little moments. Like yeah, but also they're relatable in this. Movie, exactly. That's it, maybe yes. what makes it funnier. Like. Uh, we'll get into him. We'll we get will. into him. But I, uh, 
Because I watched them in reverse. I honestly thought this one came out before. What, what time is it there? Yeah. Uh, so I watched this one first. But that there's like that scene where he's sitting in the theater. Yes. Oh, it's also it's a very theater. funny scene. Yes. It's a scene where the guy comes and sits right next to yeah. him. But I guess we'll get to it. But basically, that comes up in this one. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> but watching it reverse, it makes sense. Like almost like he, in that one, he's referencing this scene. Yes. No. Yeah. What time is it there? No. Goodbye, Dragon. Are definitely like they're good to pair together for sure. Yeah. Because of something like that, and because we said like good like what time is it there? It is kind of like a memoriam basically to 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 the French New Wave. Yeah. And this one's like basically a memoriam uh, yeah, to. Yeah theaters like this yeah. or just yeah. this type of art yes. almost is like what size, right? it, it could be yeah it could, but it could it could be seen in so many different ways it, like, it could be a know. eulogy like you said or like or maybe like a love letter to cinema or like a I've heard people say it's like a. It is definitely it's, it's, he's like he's like mourning all of the he, he's he's mourning the uh, the death of like uh, uh, it's it's a reaction to the rise of digital it's like a mourning of like the of film basically like mm. the physical film uh, yeah, but yeah, there's but yeah, it's like basically all of them. It's basically, basically all. That, that's whatever you want it, to like, be honestly. Yeah. Um, because like, it definitely feels like to me that Psy is trying to show that this type of basically theater can't exist now. Like that's why it's dilapidated, going out of business. It is out of business, obviously. Like this is the last night. It's like it's a uh, it's it's on or it's, it's allowed to like show show movies because it's the yeah. last night they have the lease yeah. um but it's also like you can tell that he has a lot of nostalgia for a place like this also like even in its yeah. dilapidated nature like mm-hmm. he has that nostalgia for it still for it still yeah. and wants it to be there yeah still and the way like, it shoots it like it's like so obvious exactly like, oh yeah like it's like the image is like this like holy like holy thing uh, it's like it, he's shooting it like it's some like god basically like yeah. the image is a oh, god yes. like it's some like it's like there's like specific yeah. scenes where like the image is like it's like it's like in, in human size like the way he's like contrasting like yeah. the actual humans like there's one like might be my favorite shot of the movie is when like he's shooting the lady uh uh right to the side of it and she's like kind of looking up to the screen the screen's yeah. just like huge oh like, yeah the pictures are just so nice like yeah but should I, should I say my thoughts I guess not? oh yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah this is Another one of my favorite movies. Uh, I mean, this is, it might be my favorite side, but I'll save uh, the definitive answer for the last episode. But yeah, yeah. It's it's just it, I think it it it, it, it sets itself apart from a lot of other like cinema love letters. I guess you could call them like because it really just lets the images speak for itself. It does. Like, um, which I mean, I'm not saying like if if you don't do that, it's fine. Like Cinema Paradiso is like kind of the opposite, yeah. but I still love it. It's like super sappy and like emotional, very sentimental, like yeah. emotionally manipulative. You could say, simple. but like I love it for that. Like, uh, but this it, it's this. I think this one just kind of hits harder, honestly. And also, it helps that I love King Him and Dragon Man. So. Well, okay, <laughs> yes. you yeah. said something that I kind of wanted to talk about. Like, uh, you said this is different than some other movies that are love letters to cinema. And yeah. Well, there's actually like there's. There's, like, a few different categories of that kind of movie, yeah. a movie about movies, you know? Like, yeah, there's yeah, yeah. movies about, like... The filmmaking process. The process yeah, of filmmaking. Yeah. There's movies about movies, like, the history of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's... This was a movie, though, that is a lot more rare, I think. It's, like, the movie... the It's, it's about the experience of watching movies in a theater like this. Yes. Yeah. You know? And even more importantly to me, because, like, obviously, like, based on where we are and, like our age we 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 still watch movies in theaters but we didn't watch it like the heyday 
Yeah. You know, we kind of miss like prime, like when yeah. you could watch like three or four movies in a weekend and it wasn't that expensive. Like, like, like the know? Paris yeah, like, attack, like, like, yeah, uh, yeah. like, well, yeah. especially the big city, but even the smaller cities and stuff yeah. where like movie theaters were like the cheap yeah. option, like really cheap. But, uh, but like that's what size, so, like these kind of theaters where you could go and like, uh, you know, you could actually, that's how people spend their time you know, in these yeah. kind of places. I think it's harder to do, like, a traditional Hollywood movie of this because it's, like, how do you make this, like, traditional... Well, but, but Hollywood doesn't want to sell the dying yeah. of movies. And also, like, how, 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 like, how much of like, entertainment... Like, remember the player? Yeah, like, like, I love the players, like, the but, kind but, like, of... Like, like how much of traditional values. entertainment can you make out of, like, the experience of watching, like, this? Like, uh, to a... Tr- if, how do you market that to, like, a traditional audience? And it's, like, it's tough, I feel no, like. No, you can't. No. Like, and that, that's what it just... This well, one this is what size whole filmography is, is, like, films have, can be more than just things that you yes. have to market to people yes. and have to make money to sell, you know? Uh, but I will say, like, even more than just the little... Because I do think a big part of what this movie is about the physical aspect of watching a movie in a theater like this. Um, and we'll get to a lot of the funny aspects that come from that. Yeah. But, uh... Uh, there's that interview I think I talked about a little earlier that cited about Goodbye Dragon Inn, and he mentions, uh, I'll just read the quote and uh, I'll see what you guys think. Because I think we mentioned a little bit with what time is it there in terms of like film being kind of an escape to a different world, like almost a different time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, quote, it has a quality of uh, this inclusion of older elements, and he's talking about Dragon Inn. This inclusion of older elements has something to do with the theater and the fact that it ha- it's it seems so unreal. It has a quality of crossing across time and from the human realm to the non-human. Whenever you enter a theater, you're actively giving up your own real time. That provides a sense of mystery. I was like, damn, like, that's kind of what I was point saying, like, about film time, where, like, when you do watch a movie, you are giving up your own thoughts and time, you know? Like, yeah. if you are paying attention, like, as you're supposed to, which is why a lot of people can't watch movies, is yeah. you are giving up your own sense of attention to someone, what someone else has designed to put in front of you, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. uh... Like, that's what I think size point out with, like, what a good movie can do. And, like, more importantly, even at theater, which, once again, we don't really get that often. You know, we did watch They Live That last week in the theater, which is yes, it was great. It was, uh, it was great. amazing. But, like, it does make you miss it. Like, it, or it makes, it does, like, yeah. even though we don't have, like, that nostalgia as he obviously does, yeah. it still makes you have it's that not, He's it's, good at filming it. That not, makes you feel it. It's, it's, a, it's, the, it's a very Buddhist theme of, like... It's not the same, but it is the same, you know? Like, we have yes. the same like nostalgia, that. but it's not the same nostalgia. No, no, we time. have our own nostalgia that yeah. we attach to it, you know? Yes, yeah. and that's what's so beautiful about the movie, is he lets you do that. Because he's just... that. It, that's why it's one of the... It's, it's the most beautiful love letter to cinema, honestly. Because he just... He doesn't put anything in it. He just lets you put all of it on it. All of it on it that you want to put on it. You, you can't, you can't yeah. basically, in this movie. Exactly. So. Like, you don't even have to see Dragon Inn, and you could just be like, it's an old movie. Yeah. that you like yeah. you know it doesn't have to necessarily be Dragon Inn but if you've seen Dragon Inn yeah. it, it works really well too because a lot of the music cues in it match perfectly with like some of his cuts uh, in yeah. the real world yeah which well, is another one of his like he has like a movie world in his movie yes, world yes he does yeah. and then he kind of combines them too um, but yeah uh, do you yeah. have anything else to say no uh, so I did on our uh, actor draft, I did choose this theater <laughs> as my actor from the year 2000, I'm pretty sure. Or the 2000s decade. Or the 2000s yeah. decade or whatever. It um, makes way more sense. Now. Yes. Yeah, after, yeah, after, yeah. after I, I, knew, I knew you would think that. And it really is like, up to this point, all of size movies do need to be like experienced more so than even just talked about. Like, because like, even though I think we've done a good job, like, experiencing his movies is definitely different than just talking about them. Because yeah. like, and this might be the 
Yeah. The best example of that type of thing. Like like we've been saying, it really is just something you have to experience. Yes. And the reason is, like, to me, it's like, it's it, the theater is alive in this movie. Oh, and yeah. it is, it's trying, it's, it's like, every shot, like, after you get to this, to, like, my favorite shot of the movie is at the very, is towards the very end. It's not the very end. I think there's still, like, 13 minutes left. But it's towards the very end where the movie ends and the lights come up, everyone's gone, and then she walks and starts to clean the theater and then she just walks out and Sai lets the camera run for like at least five minutes i know it's like i think it's like five and a half minutes basically of just unbroken shot of just an empty theater and at that point at that point the first time i was watching it i was like okay so like we're watching this entire movie is basically a bit from the theater's perspective like yeah the theater has been watching us basically mm. or what like it's been watching everyone in the, in the that's been watching this movie like it's been watching everyone that's come into this theater basically like everything behind the scenes has been watching like we've been showing like the movies and all the behind the scenes all like the shenanigans people get into like i love how you say that because <laughs> there's another i don't know if i've actually mentioned with saya but there's another director that uh saya reminds me of a lot is money call in terms of like the experience of a film is like the most important aspect of it yeah and like Monty Cole does this a few different places like with Drupad he's like he's almost filming like the music from the aspect of the architecture you know like what the architecture experience of the music you yeah know? Oh, for like sure. it's it's almost that type of idea like like it is a you know a size Buddhism is very important because like how he understands like what a body what a self is you know what a human is but like just part of that idea is a human can't be defined outside of their context, you know? So, like, uh, in a theater, a human is only part of a, a part of it, yeah. you know? Like, uh, when a human's in a theater, the theater is a big part of it, yeah. yeah. So, like, he's almost filming that other part, yeah. you know, the theater part of when a human's in a theater. Yeah. And, like, that's why I love, like, me and Luke have worked in a movie theater before. Oh, yeah. And yeah. especially me, like, I, for a while, like, I actually did, like, uh, the whole, like, I was the last person, because I was a manager and I stayed late. I was the last person who stayed uh and like had to turn off the make sure everyone was gone and like cl- actually do it the last cleanup and stuff so like watching her do that like uh <laughs> especially when she's like slowly walking up the steps oh, yeah. to like just get some just she like just, i think she i don't know what she's doing actually when she goes and she walks around up to the top and she comes out down to the other side probably just checking i think i think that's yeah. what she's doing but like i had to do that every night you know so like i remember i just like it's like a very because uh, I hadn't done that all that stuff before I'd watched it the first time, you know. Yeah, so I just yeah. had those uh, those memories come up when I watched it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like damn, especially how quiet it is. That's like it's kind. Of, it was kind of nice too, but also scary at the same time. I don't know. Well, also, <laughs> that yeah, yeah. I, I remember like people, employees, like coworkers saying like, uh, yeah. well, the theaters are haunted there." No, well, hey, theater is haunted in this movie. Yeah, it, it is honestly. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we can just get right into it though, because it does open with Dragon Inn, and uh, these are some of the best shots in the movie. Also, okay, honestly, okay. Here's the thing about the shots in the movie: they're every all the single best shot the is like <laughs> could be the best shot in the movie. They're it's, all the it's best insane. shots in the movie. He's yeah. just like all all good shots, no bad ones. No, yeah, but like it just starts with uh, starts with dragging in. I'm pretty sure it just starts with the credits, with uh, which is honestly just a great way to just start oh, start your movie. Um, and then it just shows the theater packed packed house. Um, I I wrote down like all the all the shots because it was I, I love all of them. It's just like it starts looking through a crack from or through like a crack in the in the curtain on the top those. left. Oh, yes. Then moves to Sarah's so stage. Then the back left, then the back right. But is this Sai in one shot? Yes, this okay. shows this shows yeah. Sai. I and thought the, so. And the man sitting next to him is actually um, I I know this because of the book I read. Uh, Sai Sai Milian is and Ascendo Um 
he is actually a very, I guess, very prominent and well-known critic, an openly gay critic in uh, Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And so Sai, like, this is actually one of the best shots in the movie, too, because it's Sai and him sitting front and center in the movie. And you can read this a lot of ways, but it's like, it feels like Sai saying, and he obviously has never shied away from homosexuality in his movies, but it's him saying, like, we're here, we're, like, we're basically here. Like, we deserve to be here. Yes. Like, sitting right oh, here. <laughs> um, I could but, just see it, like, he's just watching it with another person that I can appreciate it, too. Oh, that too, yeah. 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 No, but... Um, yeah, and that guy's also in it. I forgot to mention it, but he actually wasn't. He that the guy sitting next to him wasn't. Uh, what time is it there at the video store? Uh, okay. He was uh, oh. he was renting videos. He was just in the background, but oh, because I forgot what movie he asked for too. He uh, yeah, he asked for a Grace Chang movie. Yeah, yeah Grace Chang. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but then it cuts to a shot of the theater's front door, and we see a Jap ja or we don't know he's Japanese at this point, but we see a we see someone walk in. Um. So a lot of this movie, we're just going to be talking about kind of the vibes of it, because that's all yeah. it really is. It's uh, mostly just showing Chi working, is kind of these, yeah. next, these next few scenes. Like, or not even, like, we, we don't really know much about her yet, we just know that she's like, she works there and she has like a disability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the disability is very, uh, very good for Sai, specifically, yeah, because yeah. He, he uses the diegetic sound of her walking a lot. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. like uh, just to to emphasize a lot of things but then it cuts to uh, a shot of a little kid that's the first person we see in the movie theater is the little kid <laughs> which is actually i do think that's important because yeah. like we can read this like i do some, like i do a lot as like the uh, the death the death of this specific type of cinema but starting it out with like the little kid being the first one you see there yeah. is kind of important because it's, very, it's, you know, it's like tossing and praying. Yeah, very honestly, yeah. very honestly. Yeah. Or you could say we're watching the whole birth through death. You know, the whole that too. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe yeah, because, because in this now. movie we see all three stages. We yes. actually do see. There's a shot. I'm pretty sure of all three generations of like a person of with the little kid, the the grandkids there. I'm pretty sure the Japanese tourist is in is in the shot, and then we see Miyaten sitting next to his grandson um yeah. we see like all three generations basically or we see like three generations of yeah of people at the same yeah. theater um watching the same movie which is also something size definitely trying to do with this but just showing that they're that they're not dead yes i guess <laughs> but, but yeah uh we do see that the japanese man starts to walk in the theater and already we see that it's completely different like we know that something's changed because from opening night, at least I call that like the opening of this yeah, like opening yeah. night is like it was packed to the gills, and then now it's just like no one's yeah. there. <laughs> There's just like a few people there, and it's like uh, it's basically empty. It's and basically, then yeah, it's like a, it's it's dead. Like it's, it's literally, literally dead. Literally dead. Like <laughs> yeah. And then we see like she as she continues on with her jobs. Um, she's taking a she's taking that cake up to up to Kong basically. We don't know who she's yeah. taking it to yet. Yes. But she's walking through the theater. So it's basically he's just showing you like how the theater's kind of like the layout kind of No, the, well the layout too, but like just, just kind of like how the... yeah, the or the atmosphere of it, but also how like dilapidated. It's it's grown. Oh, yeah. Like because it's like also, we forgot to mention it's raining, like in a lot of the yes. last oh, movies, yeah. like, in all, like in all of them, basically. This might be his best use of rain. Honestly. It's one of the best. Um, oh, wait, why'd you look at me like that? I'm just that? saying, that's interesting. I didn't think, like, 
It wouldn't be the first I, one. Because I, I think, one, uh, I well, it could be read as like the theater crying or something. Or like, Ooh, I like that. Mm, just crying in general. The theater crying, it could just be like Lars have changed, obviously. Yeah. Because yeah. like, the theater's changing and like it's not going to be there, obviously. Yes. <laughs> but, um,. But yeah, because we like we see the war's effects on the uh, on the theater already yeah, from these opening yeah. shots, how like wet just everything is. Yes, <laughs> um, and we do see that she just leaves the uh, the little cake on the projection booth, like just leaves it in the projection booth for whoever. We don't know who it is yet. And the funny thing is, like if you've never seen this movie before, like whenever you watch it again, you know who she's leaving it for. But whenever you get the reveal of who it is at the very first time, you're like, oh my god, oh, there right. he is, finally. <laughs> It's like our Avengers moment. It's like, oh, oh he showed up. It is. I will be honest. Like the movie does get you in such a trance. I didn't realize yes. he wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Yes, he wasn't. But when he does show up, like, oh shit, let's yeah, there go, he is. Let's go. There's our boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, then it cuts back to the Japanese man sitting in the theater, and then we see uh, Shushun sitting there. Yeah, he's the. Uh, uh, the people that have watched King Who movies King know who he is, basically. Because he is, like, yeah, he's been basically all he's King Kang Shang, He's the Lee Kang Shang uh, to uh, King Who. King Who, yeah. To How do you like, phrase that? I don't know what that is. He's the like. muse to... I, I know, I was, I know I what you're saying. Say. He's, he's, he's King Who's muse, yes. Basically. Like, anyway, I mean, I mean he's, in reason, all, he's like, in what? most of his... If not all of his martial arts movies. Most, yeah. He might not be in Come Drink With Me, but that was, like, early on. But, like, yeah, but, like... I love Shushun because, like, you never, like, his presence, like, just his, like, it's very, like, very much like Li Hang Shang, where it's just, like, yeah. the look of him is so distinct. Yes, he has a very distinct look. Oh, my God. It's his teeth, man, obviously. And, yeah, and a lot of times, like, he, and also, he, uh, also just his, like, eyebrows. Because I've only seen Dragon yes. in, but it's, like, his, his sarcastic smile. And yeah. It's so good. And what's so, so funny is, like, Dragon is, like, the, it's, like, it might be, like, only one where he's actually, like, the hero warrior. Like, all the other ones, he's just, like, a normal guy, basically. <laughs> but, like, oh, he's, he's so good. I love him. He is very good in that movie. And he's very good in this movie, obviously, too. Um, but this is where, honestly, some of the funny parts start to happen, where it's just, like, <laughs> just, like, I, like I, there's a guy, like, he, because we see the Japanese guy notices who that is down there, yeah, basically. Yeah. And then we just see a pair of feet come right into the yes. screen, right in front of oh his face. <laughs> it's just really funny. And then there's like, just someone comes and sits right down next to him, which is the most annoying thing dude, that could ever oh happen in the theater. Okay, dude, it's so funny because oh, I think it was literally the same day or the day before. I was talking to someone at work. Um, it was a girl because I was explaining how annoying it is, like about when you're at a urinal and like a guy that the experience of just one a guy comes right next to you yeah, when there's like uh, other open ones. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, and then this literally happens where the guy <laughs> just next, right next to him and like all this. I was like, damn, that's kind of similar. But then later on yes. in the movie, the actual <laughs> urinal thing oh happens too. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> holy shit! So I get to, <laughs> yeah. No, but it's such a good job too. Like especially the feet one. Like, yes. Oh well, it's because he builds on it because the feet first. Yeah. The feet. And then the guy comes to sit right next to him, like literally like so close to him that he starts to like scoot over and then he realizes or he remembers the feet is there again so he like yeah. gets like a little jump scare oh but like uh, we do see that guy leave mm-hmm. um, that was sitting next to him like he like, immediately yeah, gets yeah, up and leaves God, and then we see the other guy like Come follow back, him yeah. so yeah. we already know like something's starting to happen like yeah. in, the, in this movie that, that we've already seen in a lot of size movies like the cruising scenes yeah, yeah. but um before that happens we get the entrance of Meowton because he, he literally like oh, yeah. it's like a grand entrance oh, honestly because I think it's actually during his entrance in the actual dragon in this okay, play yeah. also like as we're like this because that's the thing about this movie is like all the sound is diegetic it's all 
from the either movie. either what either what we're hearing just from the characters or from the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like so I'm pretty sure this scene as Miata is, is like appearing in the movie, he's appearing in Dragon. Oh, it's, Ed it's too. exactly time oh, like yeah. Dragon, yeah. Because like it's just like he just whips open the curtain yeah. like that and just looks looks oh, around for a sec. Uh, he's yeah. like going to see his son. Yeah, he goes to just sit yeah. down next to his Although grandson. I guess it's not this movie the ending is not diegetic. No, it's not. Yeah, that's a, but yeah, anyway, but that was No. Uh, what do you mean? The, the, end, the, 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 the oh, the song. Yeah, that's not. That's not. Yeah. No, I, was, I thought you were talking about the because there is actually a, a spot at the very end where it isn't where it is diegetic music, but he's also taking out some music or some sound oh, okay. as well. Mm. But, uh, but this is like where they go to the urinal. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's what happens next because like he gets he gets interested in like what he was interested mean? in what the fuck they were doing, so he follows them into the bathroom and they just sees a dude peeing. And so he goes over there, stands right next to him, and starts peeing in the urinal. Oh, man. And <laughs> it's just so awkward because he's just, like, looking at him, kind of. like he's. It's almost like he's trying to, like, sneak a peek almost. And then another guy oh, walks in. Well, because there's some, like, cigs on the Yes, yes, there's a cigarette there. lighter. No, no, this is, that's, that's another guy. Oh, this, this is another guy. So there's the, the, third, the third guy. The, second, the third guy walks yes. in, stands right next to yeah, him, and yeah, now there's three guys standing right next to each other. And you have to watch the movie because there's, like, yeah. three dudes standing right next to each other and, like, ten open urinals to the oh, left of them. Gosh, it's so it's just, like, <laughs> it's just insane. And then uh, they're, they're staying there a good, like, minute. And then we see a dude like kind of like bang himself out of the urinal or out of the stall, and starts washing his hands for like a good minute. And then we just hear the stall door like slam behind them. Did you guys? Did you guys catch that? No. no. Wait, These wait. were the two guys that yeah, that we saw, in, that we oh, saw earlier. Okay, they were yeah. in the they were in the stall like, yeah. <laughs> getting yeah. going ah, okay. because that guy was like that was washing his hands like he didn't close the stall door. And so they're just standing there, and Sai's like laying this play out where he's just washing his hands for like a good, a good thirty seconds to a minute, and then they're all just standing there peeing still. And then the stall door like literally guy kind of just closes kind of forcefully and locks again. And then like we see the Japanese guy just look behind him like what the fuck. But then yeah, that's just like uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like implying what's going on. Yeah, and then the other guy comes in, reaches for the cigarette lighter, just right over everyone. No, that's one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Like it, it's it's insanely funny how that happens. It must have been something that happened to him, honestly. It had to like, <laughs> it's, it's happened to all of us. Yeah. Like the, yeah. But literally those exact events, events, like those exact details. Honestly, yeah. Okay. It's like so specific. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah, after that it's kind of just the cruising scene where the guy, the Japanese guy, goes out and um sees the guy that he was staying next to at the urinal. And just starts kind of walking around the theater. Or, like, walking around this, like, weird part of the theater. Yeah. That sees... It's, like... It almost seems like just a storage room. But it's, like, wherever... Where, like, all these lost souls are, kind of. (laughs) It's it's where it's, like... like, Where it's, like, just showing, like... They're just trying to find something in this, like, place. Almost. That's what... That's what I kind of... I don't know. Because it... it, These are interesting scenes. Like... Just all... Like, they're very tight quarters. Where people are just, like staring at each other as they walk by yeah. and it's like they're all looking kind of for something yeah it's I don't weird. Know. yeah i see yeah it's weird and this is where we see like shun for the first time that we've uh he's also a mainstay yes. in a lot of size movies um we just see him smoking a cigarette and then wait is this this, and then this is when he asks like uh, do you know this theater's haunted doesn't he say that? That's uh, I'm gonna get to okay. Chi- I'm gonna get to Chi first because this oh, is uh okay. before Got that gotcha. like uh, yeah. we have her like 
walking into the theater. This is the shot order. you were talking about. Yes, this, okay, yes. yeah. Because there's and also that shot of, of, of her like of the lights, like her behind the screen, isn't it? And like that's the scene. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and yeah, you see like the, the yeah. This scene is paired in the movie with the arrival of uh, the hero lady to Dragon. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and this that's is why like his been... like uh, Beavis of Godard moment. Honestly, yes, yeah. yes. Like when she's watching, like kind of her yeah. like role. No, role she role yeah, role for sure. Like, that's definitely what it's implied to be, it feels like. Yeah, it does feel like that. Um, because he's definitely trying to make that connection. Like, in terms of ASL, this is one of his longest as well. But this is, like I said earlier, this is one of the scenes, this is one of the sequences that cuts that shorter because it is like he's cutting between Dragon Inn and uh, her face just looking at Watching Dragon Inn yeah, yeah. a lot. It's and so it, it's so good. It's one of the best sequences. But it also movie. is such a movie theater employee thing to do, where you just watch like the scene you want to see. Oh, I've done that before. Oh, yeah. like, I, well, not I just not simply the scene I want to. I just like walk, walk into. You walk randomly, but she's yeah. like watching like this. It yeah, seems she, like she's it feels like she's watching scene. for, for yeah. like just to see that scene yeah. for sure. Um, but then after that, we just have more shots of she walking around and showing like kind of the state of the theater, how like it's literally covered in water. Um, and then, like, we get the shot. Of, I, this is another one of my favorite shots, <laughs> where it's just Chi staring through the door into the projection room, and you just see her eye yes. through the crack. Yeah, yeah. it's like one of the best. Uh, I mean, like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I've said that for every shot. Obviously, got to get some voyeuristic shots in a side movie, of course. Of yeah, course. but then we do get like more of the just like I think this is where we get the uh, we see Shun standing at the top of the staircase, and then we see the Japanese guy down here. Yeah. Looking up at him, and oh, he's man. just like smoking a cigarette up there. Yeah, it's like a hero moment. He's like yeah. hero moment. It's oh, so it's so well shot. Too. <laughs> yeah, it is. like the lighting is ins- the lighting is insane in this part with the, with the Japanese guy being talking to Shun because it's oh, like dude, he's so good at using these like really is. natural locations, even beaten down, but like still lighting them really well, yeah, like yes. making them look cinematic. Yes, because like he walks up there to find them and walks over to him, and it's honestly really awesome because it's like he's just smoking a cigarette. And it's it's a sigh, so it's obviously a long take. So it's it's just going on for a while with just the Japanese guy in the background shooting and shooting in the uh, foreground. Uh, every movie should like be required to have a long take. Honestly, like, honestly, cinema would be yes. Yeah, cinema like, would be improved tenfold. Well, actually, that's the thing. Actors can't smoke cigs nowadays. <laughs> exactly. We don't. You don't want to see that. Right? Yeah. So that, that's why cinema's on the decline. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Actors are. What are they teaching in acting school these days? Dude, exactly. <laughs> you know. Who who would be like the ideal like role model? Like who would you study? Who, who's cigarette smoking? That's a whole episode. Honestly, top five six smoking movies. Okay, you top ten. Honestly, we need to be top ten. Top ten. There's a lot, dude. I have to think about that. I have to think about that. As Dustin would have smoked a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're talking about them. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, this is the conversation where they have the uh, ghost it's talk, the basically. Haunted, yeah. yeah. And no, it's not like is the theater haunted? Like they're just oh, standing there. Like, did you? Yeah, yeah, he's like, do you know this theater's haunted? Oh man. And then he's just like ghosts and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But then like it doesn't like turn the Japanese guy away because he still like leans in, like trying to do. I, it feels like he's trying to like obviously come on to him, but Shun just stands there and completely ignores him. <laughs> and then uh, I think he says like goodbye, and th- this is where you figure out the Japanese guy is actually Japanese. Yeah, he's he like, said I'm Japanese, Japanese and he's like, like sayonara. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a nice moment. It's just a honestly, nice it's a weird moment. angle too. The way it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's so good at these, like. He's no, really he's insane. He's insane. Like that, like what Luke said earlier. It really is true. Like just every shot in this movie is it's just like it's the, just just like the, the greatest shot, shot of all time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but this next scene is is honestly it's it's one of the sadder scenes of the movie because it's where uh, G walks in and sees that 
Kong has definitely been there, or the projectionist has been there, sorry, it's Kong, but yeah. the projectionist has been there, because we see just this uh, lit cigarette on the desk, but her cake has been completely untouched, yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. just sitting there staring at the cigarette, Damn, yeah. and I can't rem- I don't know exactly what scene is playing, but it's a scene where, like, some of the heroes are getting, like, beaten down, basically. Oh, I didn't really Yeah, because that's, like, all that we hear in this, in the, in the yeah, scene yeah. is, like, the, 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 the scene from the movie. It's, like, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, fighting, basically. Which, uh, yeah, which is, like, I don't know. You could read that a lot of different ways. Like, war going on inside of her, specifically. I don't know. But, yeah, she eventually just takes the cake and, uh, leaves and then he just hangs on the cigarette there for a while which i that's that's also one of my favorite shots but but um this is where like so we had the conversation about the ghosts Mm -hmm. and then the next time the japanese guy is back in the theater we see may there cracking sunflower seeds yes but this is the scene i was talking about the flaney shot Uh, this guy on a horn Oh, oh shit. Yes. Dude, I even have the screenshots of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, I mean, it's literally like he took it and flipped it. Okay, wait, do you have it? I don't have it up. Okay, right yeah, now. show me show afterwards. After. But that, it's like this is like sh- he's dude, in the good, foreground yeah. and she's on the left in the background in uh Goodbye Dragon Inn and like the opposite in yeah. the other one. Oh my gosh, I never made that. And they're both red seats too. How did I yeah, not catch are. that? How did I not like okay. And I just watched this recently too, so okay. I did I did too. Yeah, I watched it like a month ago. Damn. That's good. Yeah. Damn. No, that's good. Because um, no. it's literally just both of them too. No, it is. No, this is one of my. This is one of my favorite scenes of the movie. It's one of the favorite. It's it's one of the funniest scenes of the movie. It is to funny. me also, <laughs> because it's just like it's playing on the funny joke from before of just like people being like, ultra loud in the theater eating, with yeah. her with her cracking the sunflower seeds, and then she like loses her sandals, and crawls over, and she's literally like on the ground crawling, and then he loses sight of her, and you can only think at this point like. At least we don't know what's really about to happen if this is your first time watching. But to him, it's like she left. And then you just start hearing the cracking. And it's during a part of the movie playing in Dragon Inn. Where the yeah. where the score turns like creepier. Oh, <laughs> because yeah. the music changes to creepier. Whatever she, whenever he like hears the first crack of the sunflower. See, it's like a horror movie. Where he's like, oh. His eyes get like all big, like because he yeah. thinks like he just, I, like he just remembers that they just, they just had a conversation about the theater being haunted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. and so it's just like yeah, it's just good. But King Who's like a he's really good at like horror. Moments, he is, too, dude. Though, yeah, but I want to take I want to turn this movie King Who episode. But it kind of is in some way. Yeah, anyway. He is using a lot of King Who's elements and to like at least to add. He's almost using the dramatic moments in that movie to add like at least the sound of drama. That's that's why, like, yeah, it's like that's a big reason why I think people should watch Dragon in before. I think that definitely that 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 that, and like just also just like you kind of know how far along you are in Goodbye Dragon in with like Dragon in playing. But I will say at the end of the day. I don't think you have to, because this is really. I mean, I this is a movie about the people that come and watch movies. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm saying I just I suggest. More than anything yeah, I guess else. yeah, you definitely no. Have the to, the so. perks with watching Dragon Inn before watching Goodbye Dragon Inn is that you know it adds to it for sure. You kind yeah, of know, like Luke said, where you are in Dragon Inn to the point where you can at least tell like at least like certain things like where Chi was like kind of like maybe having an air struggle because we heard like fighting on the screen, yeah, you know? stuff like yeah. or like scenes like this where. There's the there's a creepier scene or like more tense scene playing in Dragon Inn, and so the scene that we're seeing like sides portraying it more like horror, like on our character, yeah. like he's using he's using our knowledge of the movie to like give us a little ad layer, even though it plays like that probably for someone that hasn't seen the movie too. Yeah. I don't know, but 
But like the shot of her watching the watching the movie too. Yeah, yeah, that's it's like, just that, that, that scene definitely hits a lot. Oh yeah, it's like one of those things. It's not gonna hurt it if you you know. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just saying. Yeah, it, it, I, no, I and then like it definitely like it adds. Help. It definitely yeah. like adds to like Meowton and the Shishu's relationship, and just like whenever Meowton walks in, like it definitely adds to that. Because you know, like it's his, it's his appearance in the actual like Dragon End movie too. Yeah. Like it just adds, it, it adds, it adds, it adds layers to it for sure. But yeah, it's just a very funny ending too, where it's like he hears the cracking, he just looks over his shoulder and sees her there, and they just like literally runs away, knees shaking. Yeah, <laughs> and then he just hangs on May, just like cracking or like uh, eating there. And yeah. this is the scene that I was actually talking about before, where he like drowns out the sound of the movie for a sec. It feels like because we don't hear all we can hear in this scene is the cracking of her sunflower seeds. Yeah, dang, like we, this is actually one of the time. parts of the scenes. Or this is actually one of the parts of the movie where we, where we don't hear Dragon in. Hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, is she a ghost? Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. She might be. She might be. I mean, everyone is a ghost in this theater, technically. So. At least she's the she's a ghost in like size filmography. You know, yeah. like she, oh, she, she has to show up in a side movie. Yeah, she does. Yes, she does. Um. But yeah, then we're basically almost to the end of the movie now because Chi is getting ready to clean the theater. She's getting everything prepared to clean. Okay. Um, and I did want to note in this scene where she's actually like at the entrance where Kong like sneaks into uh, from what time is it there? Yeah. And we, the clock is still gone. If you guys oh, know, really? Oh gone. my god! Yeah, it's yeah, still I gone. So I yeah, I realized that this time. I didn't realize that last time. Oh I did realize. Oh yeah, I'm so looking funny. at it right now. Yeah, yeah oh, it's my, still that's gone. Like, that's um, but then, it, then this is one of the best. Uh, it's one of the sweetest scenes in the movie where it cuts back to uh, uh, Shishun and uh, Miyaten oh, watching man. the movie, and it's like getting towards the end, and they're watching themselves just uh, uh, fight. <laughs> They're, they're watching like getting, their getting, getting emotional at it. Yeah, getting emotional yeah. at it. Because, like, they're watching their fight scene. And then I think it does... It jumps ahead. Yeah, it jumps ahead to, like, uh, whenever Sal's having his asthma. His asthma's getting into it. Because yeah. those are a little bit... Like, I think there's, like, ten minutes separating those in the actual movie. Where it's, like, yeah. they have their fight. And then they... It takes a little bit before they start fighting Sal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, but, the, uh, a big part of Dragon it is the relationship between them. There's yes, the it is. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because the at, it ju- it jumps a little bit ahead in the movie to where Sa- where they're fighting Sao, mm-hmm. and his asthma's starting to get to him, and you can just see like Shishun crying. Oh, it's like gosh. the tears just but start falling. It's I wanted so to say sweet. this because uh, we're at this scene where they're kind of we're like watching them yes watch each other, but also watch the movie yes. kind of. But because uh, Sai has an interesting quote in that same kind of interview I've been mentioning, he says uh. Shenshi and Miao Ten, who appear in both films, play a very interesting position. Uh, quote, they're both objective watchers, but they are being watched at the same time. It's like, that's a good way to describe yeah. all of size, a lot of size films, yeah. too. Like, we're watching characters that are also watchers. Yes. So, like, in that way, it makes you think about yourself. It does. You know, because you're watching. You know, almost like the character's watching, you know, so you can't help almost, like, relate yourself in that way. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's almost very... Spe- it's like... He's on a. It's like a lot. Just a very like simple moment. It's a lot of levels on it. A, level, yeah. a lot of levels to it. Because they're can, they're watchers that are being watched. That are watchers. But like, because just the way he's facing them, like, well, like, why are they not sitting next to each other? You know, yeah. it just emphasizes that watching even more. You know, because yeah. yeah, it's very uh, like yeah. Why don't you? Why are they sitting next to each other? You know, like, yeah. are they different characters almost? Like in the, in the same kind of theater. 
I mean, they're definitely ghosts of the theater yeah. too, because yeah. that's definitely they definitely are ghosts of the theater because that's kind of what their conversation at the very end is about. And almost that's but, that movie, th- like that movie was like a time when they were together. You yeah, know, you can see it like that. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He still calls him master, master, or uh, sensei or something, but Damn. or not sensei, whatever he calls him, master team or something. But but yeah, um, this is my favorite shot of the movie. After this ends, or after the after it shows Shishu crying. The lights go up in the theater and everyone's gone. And then she walks in and starts cleaning. And it's just a probably five and a half minute long unbroken shot. Is it really that long? It's really that long, yeah. It doesn't feel that long to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel that long to me. But the first time I watched it probably did. (laughs) But um, it's it's at least five minutes, if not longer. I'm pretty sure it's five five minutes, 38 seconds. Um, But um, Sai just... he, He had a... He didn't plan on on this to be this long of a shot. It was just like he said whenever he was filming it that he just felt a lot while he was watching that. it through the camera, and yeah. so he just let it run until the film run it ran out. So Man. he said if if he had more film than just five minutes and thirty eight seconds of it, it would have been longer, probably. But like he just he just ran the camera until the film. Shit, film ran that's kind of yeah. poetic. Yeah. Like, like running until yeah. the film ran out. Yeah, he just ran until the film ran out yeah. for this scene. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just one of my it's it's one of the best shots in size filmography as well. Like these, both these movies have two of my favorite shots in any yeah. side movies, and one is one of my favorites that I've already said. What time is it there? It, the, the what time is it there? One, by the way, is what you'll be seeing for the still, yes. and then this one is also going to be the still for. Uh, yeah. For uh, I will say, YouTube, I do like so. these next scenes after too. Yes, no, these are oh, some man. of the best. The scenes ending of this well. movie is like just uh, yeah, because so. then it cuts to Miyatan outside, hand in hand with his grandkid. And then he stops, and him and Shishun have have just like it's literally just a quick chat. I think it's the, I think it's the only dialogue that plays that's not from the movie, and not the because I know that yeah, uh, the ghost, the, uh, the ghost yeah. lines, like that the ghost talk, and then this is like the only two lines, of, the only two scenes of dialogue. I'm pretty sure, in the entire movie. Yes, I think so. And this yeah. one is basically just talking about how they are kind of ghosts. Like yeah. Shishun's like. No one really remembers this. Yeah, anymore. but it's like yeah, because like because if because like I think but it's not really that sad. But like literally like but... people on screen like are like because uh, like Godard uh, there's that quote in Breathless like when the uh, girl asks uh, Jean Pierre Melville in the movie and he goes as you're like well what's your like goal in life and he said uh, to become immortal then die like, that's what film can do yeah, it's like it, it can make people immortal no dude I love but immortal and then die too like it's kind of both yes. right it's like. It's acknowledging that also by filming like it's already dead, kind of. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And the reason I say that is, well, let me find it. But Sai has a similar quote. Uh, okay, quote: "Film can keep something eternal. It saves the youthfulness, but it's, it's also dying as well. Whatever you film is slowly dying at the same time. Whatever you film is no longer there." Yeah. It's like, damn, that's that's a good way to see it because like. Fuck. Uh, it's this thing with time, man. Time always yeah. moves, even in this. Even but in that's the a very good thing. Like so. by the time you even see something, you're yeah. already seeing. You only yeah. the thing in your head is something that all is already over. You know the thing that, that like I'm looking at you, and you're already different than what you. Yes, than what exactly. You were exactly. Ago. There's a whole so, process, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's kind of what I was gonna say. Like that's why I like these last scenes too, because it would be a good moment just to end with the shot in the theater. Oh, it would be a great. But I just love too, these but... last like. For Sai, it's about the whole process of theater yes, going. It it's about, you know, even it's about talking to people outside the theater after, you know, not yeah. only the theater. It's about, you know, walking with your grandkid after. Yeah. 
you know. Um, it's about the closing down of the theater. Exactly, yes. exactly. Um, and apparently, like, uh, like the sign. I, I don't know if it, I didn't see a, a translation when on the sign the, says, says "closed for business" temporarily. Apparently, it says that's the exact translation because the interviewer uh-huh. asked him. The interviewer asks him, like, why does it say temporarily closed? Like, are you trying to be optimistic about it could open? And Sai says, no, that's just like a Chinese custom where when a business is closing down, they're trying to be nice, so they just slip temporarily <laughs> okay, closed. Okay, that must Gosh. be why, why on a... Because I, I have the Blu-ray, so it's the confirmed okay, uh, okay. subtitles where they, it just says it just says uh, business closed. Okay, like that was probably like so, that. People would get confused, like the yeah. English audience or something, because I guess maybe the, what this guy watched, it's a temporarily closed. Like, yeah. But that's like a Chinese custom, I guess, which is kind of funny that's too. Funny. Like, that's funny. Uh, Temporary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's so opinions. funny. The way when I was reading the interview, he's like, "Are you trying to say something optimistic? Like, it could open again?" He's like, "No, nah, that's right. just a Chinese <laughs> thing. It means dead. Uh, it's, it's still dead. Like, it's still dead. <laughs> it's not. It's not happening." Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So the, so Lee Kong Shin does appear in the last thirteen minutes of the movie. He appears in a an hour and eight second, an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> yes, sir. And he is the projectionist that we haven't seen this entire film. He's yes. been the one projecting the film we've been seeing, which is it does have layers to it because, as we've said, like Lee Lee Kong Shin and his movie that he was working on was actually called The Missing. On this during this time, his for his directorial debut. Um, so he was away for most of the shoot. Like uh, he he just wasn't available. Which I mean, the shoot only took two weeks. Yeah. But so he was only able to come in for like the last little bit of it so Sai just happened to be the projectionist I mean, it kind of works, he, uh, though. yeah it's that perfect. he said since he was starting basically his life as or like he was doing his own like directorial oh, okay. thing now that now like this basically suited him like okay. shooting kind of yeah, like this works. kind of suited yeah, him. I like that. um but yeah i just i love all the scenes of him just staying in the projector room kind of just getting everything closed down oh, like okay. uh cheese closing everything down yes. also well i like his moment where he goes and just takes a break when yes. he goes and smokes outside yeah like it, it reminds of um like of the, the one we just watched what time is it there with the, when the dad goes and smokes out yeah yeah a little bit. it does actually but he has a lot of smoke i guess there's just that there's something peaceful like uh what i said like how i said i walked and worked in the movie theater like i do miss some of those times where like even though I didn't smoke six, like, there would be... Basically, I was the only person working between when all the last movies were playing. Yeah. There was something very... There was, like, something really calm about that, you know, where, like, I could just do whatever I want, like... I just read most of the time, but... I just read most of the time. But still, like, there's, some, there's something peaceful about just being, like, the only person, you know, behind yeah. the scenes, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Movie theaters are weird, though. Like... They are weird. I mean, you guys know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, this is like the last thirteen minutes of this is just literally the, them closing down the uh, them closing down the theater. Everything they have to do. All the it is kind of sweet because she does forget her pot, and Kong does take it out, and like he, it's kind of implied that he's gonna try to find her and give it to her. Yeah. Um, and she watches him leave though, and then like it's the last shot of the movie is also one of just the best shots of all time, oh, where it's yes. like uh, her just walking away as the score, the, as the song yeah, starts. The neon playing. like lighting, just the yes. oh my god! It's it just like, and it's like the song he chooses, like the classic song. Like I think it was it uh, can't, let go. can't let go. That's it's what so it is. Good. It's just a perfect thing, just in terms of like size. Just like he has this nostalgia for this time that's not going to come again basically or he doesn't yes. basically he hasn't really but to me like come again almost but like you know i mentioned that quote earlier is like you are basically something like you're filming something that's already not there yeah like there's something just inherent with film that's nostalgic Oh yeah, because you're filming something that's already there, you know. So like in a way, you're you're already nostalgic for the past. Because why would you film something that's already there? That's true. You know. Yeah. 
So I think, like, and that's what theater going is like. It's just kind of I think Sai is very aware of that, you know. Like, yeah. Because, you know, like we feel nostalgic about dragging in, you know, and especially you guys. You guys like it even more than I do, and we're not even from there, you know. It's just like the fact that it's a movie from the past. Yeah. Know, we already feel nostalgic for it, and we like it, you know. So we already feel nostalgic. We like something from the past, so we feel nostalgic for it, you know. It's a weird thing that cinema can create, like it is, yeah. Even though we're not directly related to it, you know. It's not, no, yeah. But, uh, no, that's why I said it's the same, but it's not the same. It's the same nostalgia, yeah, yeah. but it's also not the same. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, like this is specifically size nostalgia, though, for sure. Because like you yes. can definitely tell. That you can this tell it's a very like, personal movie. Yes, if, extremely. It's like like these two are like I said before, his most personal to date that he has made to this date as we've gone through filmog- like, or filmographically. I'll, I'll just mention one example of that just popped in my head in that same interview is uh, he mentions like a book she's reading like at the beginning, you know, when she's at their desk. Mm-hmm. Is like a book he remembers that he, like it was like the, he said it's the first book he remembers reading like fifth grade, uh, oh, yeah. as a kid, and then he saw it in Hong Kong. And he just bought it and he wanted to put the movie because like he remembered Damn. that. So Damn. like just like there's probably so many details like that. In this there movie. probably yeah, is, dude. But... Yeah, and I mean the song that's playing is like I I love it because it's like remembering how it's it's like about remembering how sweet the past was literally, and as we're just watching like this. This oh, yeah. theater that's not gonna that's and literally size not classic there. rain too yeah and size classic it just sounds rain, beautiful yeah. too. the song just oh the, the, the song is amazing I mean you'll hear it right after this podcast so enjoy but no no yeah. Uh, um but yeah that is the end of Goodbye Dragon Inn and that that end that uh, theater is definitely not there anymore so yeah yeah um but next week yeah. we are going to be continuing on with Sai with his his uh, most insane movie to date. The oh way we're cloud. Claude is his most insane movie in general. Come on, I, it's like it's literally his most. Insane I love it. Still. Oh, it's amazing. But, <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. And yeah. then we're also going to be doing Visage, which is size uh, movie that was funded and uh, is his a most part. experimental, maybe one of his most experimental for sure. But it was funded for and is in the Louvre in France. So, so that is going to be a fun time. Um, until next week, we hope to see you guys flowing through the clouds. Xiang 我想起月下，我想起花钱，多少的往事留在我心田。一半是心酸，一
半世天命，一年又一年，长叫我留恋。想起花前，多少的往事留在我心田。一半是心酸，一半是甜蜜。一年又一年，长江我留恋。